close the door, put out the lights. Everybody's home tonight. The winds of Thor are blowing cold, but we're here to keep you warm with some fun stew and giggles dumplings, Bass Galaxy. I'm your host, Pat Renwick. It's Wednesday night. This is Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television, the glorified version of a bass fishing talk show. That's a lot of words. Yeah. That's a lot of words. Yes. And we're excited. We're excited. Uh, we were off last week. We did a little uh, Bass University uh, U-turn. And, and now we are back. Now we are back with the Bass Elite Series Champions Delight Party Show, uh, Champa Palooza, uh, three champions in a boat, uh, uh, whatever. Three dudes. Yes. Three trophies. Yeah. Three, uh, three dudes and a little lady, <laughs> whatever that is. Three men and a little lady. Yes, that one too. Yeah. Uh, three. Tom three, Selleck. <laughs> there we go. Three and a half men <laughs> with uh, the, the, the show. With the yeah, the show. You, you know, with the show. With yeah, the, the guy. Sheen, on with the, the Sheenan guy. Yeah, the Sheenan. Yes. Uh, but uh, coming on at the same time, simultaneously, simultaneously means at the same time, we have Frank Talley coming on Lake Gunnersville. Best elite champion. Yes. Yes. We also have Brandon Palinick coming on. Yes, Brandon Palinick. He is. He's your Santico. Yeah, well, thanks. Like, I'm, hey, I'm that's like, a champion, too. Yeah, I was like, wait, they didn't like Brandon? Uh, oh, no, we know. Because, in fact, Brandon will be beating um, Big Jimmy Watkins' record tonight. My mom oh. said, my mom says to me the other day, I'm at the house, and she says, I really like when you have that big Jimmy Watkins guy on. <laughs> I'm like, who the hell are you talking about, Mods? James Watson, by the way. She but, says to you. She says to you. She says, she says to you. That's right. Uh, Brandon Palinick coming on the show for the umpteenth time today, celebrating yeah. his victory. How many is this? At the Santee of Coopers. Andy, you got a number on that? Twelve. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing in five years. It doesn't. Brandon Palinick. And, and uh, for the first time ever on this uh, this show, uh, Lee Livesey. Right? Yeah. Livesey. Live C. Live C. Live C. I'm saying pan. Live-say. I don't know what you're saying. But uh, he is, he's fresh off his win, as they like to say on bass fishing stuff. Coming, <laughs> coming straight off one. Coming straight off his win. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying right there. Uh, for the first time ever, Lee's coming on the show. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty, uh, pretty excited about that, Lee. Yeah, uh, as, as they do say. Um, hey, um, Wednesday nights, man. This is the spot. Like, this is the trap. Right here. Yeah. This is the trap of the Bass Galaxy for good good, for the good times. You know what I mean? And, and, and we let them roll. We let, we let them roll. Uh, and, uh, and what we're, I'm going to do tonight is uh, I got a new thing I'm going to do. I'm going to start the show with a new thing. Uh, and Fresh. It's, it, it, yeah. It's called, um, it's called uh, Shout Out Cool People. Cool People! See, I just shouted out cool people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, the first... I know uh, those guys. <laughs> so the first... They don't like me. <laughs> the first uh, cool people uh, that I want to shout out is uh, is Ryan from Crestliner. Not true, Ryan Whitaker, but Ryan from Crestliner. Big Ryan. Love that guy. I love Ryan from Crestliner. He's an amazing human. and I He's love, a cool people. Yeah, I love everybody at Crestliner. If you want to know more about Crestliner, hit us up. For real. And we get messages every day about it. We love it. Keep them coming. Yeah. Uh, keep them coming. Uh, the uh, next uh, shout out is uh, 
Kate. Kate Flood. You guys know Kate Flood. She's a cool people. From Pro Edge Fishing. Thank you so much. Uh, Kate Flood. I, what's her thing on Instagram? Like K and an eight or something. Yeah. You, 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 thanks, Kate, for something like everything that. you do for us. We, we mean that uh, sincerely. Uh, also, uh, Charles DeHawtry. Uh, speaking of sincerely, Charles Daughtry, our sales guy over in New Jersey. Yes. Follow him on uh, Instagram, Savage Tan Chaz. Savage Tan Chaz on Instagram. Um, oh, uh, our huge help, uh, Stray Cast Little Helper in New Jersey, uh, Jake Haas. Give it up for Jake Haas. Yes, sir. Jake Haas. Um, so Jake says to me, Jake, Jake, Jake is really involved in helping us a great deal across the continent, across the Bering Strait, over on the other coast. And, um, and, and Jake says, is in the business end of things. You know, he likes the business end of the bass and biz. So he likes it. <laughs> See how I did that with quotes like that. Air quotes if you're on the iTunes. But um, so anyway, Jake's like, you know what's genius? And I'm like, what? What is genius, Jake? And he's like, mystery tackle box. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you're right, dude. It's like, you know, you get a you you get a a a, a boatload, um, an f ton of tackle, yeah, for twenty bucks a month in a mystery tackle box, right? Yeah. And um, and of course we know you can get them at Carl's. All right, blah 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 blah, flu flu. But here's the deal, man. What a great idea. Yeah. What a genius idea. The mystery tackle box. The pro box, 20 bucks a month, right? Yeah. Dude, pretty cool. And you go in it, and it, just the business end of it, that's cool, because obviously it's no secret that that's a great business. It's a lucrative business. Yeah. Okay? As they say in the business. Um, and also, here's the neatest thing about, and I said neat, like how I said neat. Neat. Um, Welp. There's another Midwest what? word. Yeah. Welp. Neat. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, how who? Uh, yeah, Tamaro. Um, yeah, you know, I got to experience that great mind in the boat. The the guy that created the thing today, he well, had good ideas on the water too. I'll bet he see did. Where it came like, from. Feed, well, yeah. I gave them the idea. I gave Catchco the idea of feeding the mayonnaise to the tuna fish. Exactly. So if they steal that, I call BS because it's my idea, Catchco. You feed the mayonnaise to the tuna fish, saves you time making sandwiches. Back to mystery tackle box. The thing that, that I like about mystery tackle box is that. Um, it's a mystery. <laughs> as dumb as that just sounded. Like, I... It's Christmas. You never know what's in the box. Who said that? But that's what I'm saying, man. Brad it's Pitt. like, you... Do <laughs> it was Quintine, Tarantine time. Quintine. Uh, you never know what's in there, and I found that pretty cool. I did not expect that. It left hook me. Uh, that's what I'm saying. On to let's shout out cool people. Cool people! Um, Shanna from TH Marine. Um, she is awesome to us. She has been ever since, uh, she took over Dunk's job. She does it way better than Luke Duncan and, um, she's awesome. And we want to shout her out. She's kind of behind the scenes. So thank you very much to Shanna and also Tambien, as they say in Scotland, um, TH Marine, ironically, happens to be celebrating 45 years of service in the boating industry. Yeah! yeah. Wow. 45 yeah. years, TH Marine. And, uh, and guess what? 
guess what, our very own adorable hip-hop fisherman over there, J.P. Hi, uh, who's working the chat board over there. J.P., we are giving away a $50 uh, coupon redemption code to T.H. Marine today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Bill and Ted, do that again, James. Yeah. <laughs> Hit it, Rufus. <laughs> do it again. Yeah. <laughs> um. JP, how the heck do you win stuff on Stray Cast every Wednesday? It's so easy. All you got to do is like and share this live feed on Facebook. Like and share the live feed on Facebook. So that means take this feed, put it on your feed, and take it out. Take your privates out, and and take it <laughs> off of privates. <laughs> yeah, because you can't have it on privates, or we, our JP can't see your stuff. Right? That's right. As awkward as all that yeah. just sounded, you know what I mean, Facebook face people, right? Take it off of private so we could see and like it. And sh- yeah. Yeah, take it off of private, man. Like it. Share it. JP wants and to see. And we do the rest. JP wants to see. So he'll put you in the randomizer and shake you around. And at the end of the contest, or show, whatever the hell this is. You're going to win stuff from TH Marine Supplies, a $50 redemption code. All you have to do, again, in, uh, in all seriousness, is like and share this. I still got seven minutes left? No. Oh, it is like and share. <laughs> there's like There was hands and flailing. James, should I speak? He was just judging he your, wanted, wait, your intro. Steal yeah. second. He gave it a seven. Go. <laughs> Thanks, James. Appreciate that, because I thought I was like a two. Uh, <laughs> I'm always tough on me. <laughs> oh. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, that's what you do. You like and share the live Facebook feed, and we're going to give you a $50 redemption code to TH Marine Supplies, and congratulations on 45 years in the boating industry, starting off with a little trim handle. Henceforth, TH Marine. There it is. Uh, Also, shout out more cool people, uh, more cool people. Um, You know who's super cool? Uh, He's a redhead, red on the head like a, uh, you know what they say. Like a head on a producer, yeah, engineer. That's what they Ladies and gentlemen, he's our very own punk rock producer. He's Andrew Ellen Berger, the Ginger Nature. Andrew, Yo. are you a um? Uh, I mean, I know the answer to this, but uh, tell the Bass Galaxy, are you an iPhone guy or an Android iPhone guy? iPhone all the way. You are an iPhone guy all the way. You said that kind of snobby. Like, oh. you, you, you sound like that, uh, like, like you would say, like you were snobby to people that don't have power poles. You know what I mean? What like, do you think about like, people that have Windows phones? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but but uh, the preference. The point of the uh, of the matter is, um, you. Uh, you downloaded the uh, the half a spot yep. official application onto your phone. Correct. And um, I want to know from you, from scrolling through the half a spot application on your phone, um, name uh, name something that stands out to you about half a spot. I like all the, the online derbs they do. The online derbs. It's uh, fun. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, right now, half a spot official has become. The spot. I'm, I'm, I'm watching right. Ryan and I'm loving it. The, I'm just getting uh, ready. Yeah, I love okay. it. The uh, uh, he's he's keying up here. Right. Um, half a spot official uh, has become the premier place for online tournaments. Correct. Um, I mean it really has in a short period of time. Um, if you're unaware of it, check them out. Uh, download the app. 
uh, Half a Spot app on your iPhone or your Android. Also, check out Half a Spot Official on uh, Instagram and, uh, of course, on the book face. Uh, and halfaspotofficial.com. All the online derbs are avail- available there. And the Ike Foundation uh, derb, of course, is uh, on Half a Spot. Spotofficial.com. Uh, now, I see somebody geared up over there. Uh, super, super geared up over there. Um, so I want to shout out to my next cool people. I want to shout out cool people. Cool people! It's the last one. Sorry. Um, Luke Foley with Tin Cup Whiskey. Luke Foley is an awesome dude. Luke Foley yes. is not only our boss at Tin Cup Whiskey, but he is also like really cool to fish with he's a marksman right yeah with that jig he's a marksman with the jig and he's uh, um he's some kind of sewer with the drinks too yeah (laughs) um yeah he uh he he sure is i bet he Uh, likes a different moniker speaking of some kind of sewer ladies and gentlemen our very own ryan popcorn cornelius libidicus numbers whitaker and ryan whitaker um you happen to uh, uh, to know uh, Luke Foley well, and and, yes, and, sir. and you know that he loves the tin cup whiskey drinking game. Absolutely. And uh, tonight, Bass Galaxy, Ryan Whitaker has a word. Tell us about the word, about the tin cup. I got a word. Word, word, word. The tin cup word. The word. The word of the night. Yes. It's it's fitting with our guests. It's going to be champion. Champion! Champion! Champion is the tin cup whiskey. So every time you hear the word champion, uh, take a drink of some tin cup or some Coca Cola, whatever you whatever or you some choose. Mountain Dew. And again, we remind but you drink responsibly. Okay. I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is and get it kick started. Champion. I see that, and that, uh, and that was a big one. Wow, Rye. <laughs> Sorry. You flush. Yeah. You're flush like you were on prom night. That was heavy. Yes. But smooth. <laughs> you were chattering <laughs> like your prom date. Yeah. Wow. Stuff is good, though. Okay. Amazing. Thank you Dig very it. much, uh, Tin Cup Whiskey. And thank you very much to all you awesome people. Those shout outs right there. Hey, we have Lee, Lee Livesey, right? We have Brandon. Palanyuk <laughs> and Frank the Tank Tally coming up. Put the power poles down. Don't go anywhere. I'm coming right back. So is the rest of the gang, I guess. <laughs> The all-new XF Series by Crestliner. Simplistic perfection with performance features built on a platform for success. The amazingly affordable XF Series by Crestliner. A brand new way to reel in bass. For more information and to find your local dealer, visit Crestliner.com today. The Crestliner Real Deal Sales Event. The best time to buy is now at Crestliner.com. Save up to $3,000 today. Hey, it's Carl, and I've got some big plans this fishing season. I'm hoping to get in the best shape of my life to have some of the best fishing of my life. And I want you to join me for Carl's Spring Training. Let's get it. Let's get it. This is the mountain. 
And this is Mountain Whiskey. Unspoiled. Untamed. Forever wild. There's no safety net. No way down. Up here, it's just man. And the mountain. And his tin cup. Tin cup whiskey. Mountain whiskey. As a professional angler, I rely on my equipment to be successful on the water. And my eyewear is no exception. Oh, yep, yep, good one. Six pounder, seven pounder. From daylight till dark, every single day of my life, in the truck, on the water, my Amphibia eye gear provide 100% polarized protection. They're ANSI safety rated for impact, and best of all, they float. All right, Bass Galaxy. You know what that means. Champions Delight, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Round and round, the trifecta of champions. I'm your host, Pat Ramwick, and welcome back to Stray Cast. This is the glorified version of a Bass Vision talk show. It's kind of kooky. It's kind of wild. It's kind of here. It's kind of now. And, uh, and we got three <laughs> Bassmaster Elite Series champs at one time. Uh, first up... We got, uh, for the 472nd time on this show, the, the prodigy, the wonder boy, Brandon Palinick. Yeah, BMP. Then, here he is, too, for the first time ever. It's Frank Talley. It's Frank Talley. Look at Frank. Yeah, Frank. And, and, and look over there. Look at that champion with the blue trophy. Yeah. Yeah, Lee Livesey right there. Ladies and gentlemen, we got all three of the last champs. Champions. Right here. Brandon, are you okay? Brandon? Yeah. Oh, I'm okay. Good. Brand Brandon? I I was trying to figure out a di I was trying to use a different camera, but <laughs> it's not working, so it's gonna just be off my laptop, I guess. You you looked like you were being hypnotized. It's like it. At that moment in time, I was, I was reading. Oh, okay. I was reading. It was, a, it was a good look for you. That's why it was a good look for you. Uh, <laughs> by the way, hey man, I'm happy to have all you guys here at the same time. And uh, and Lee and, and, and Frank, welcome to the uh, crazy train for the first time ever, man. It's good to have you guys. Thank you, man. I'm in. C congratulations, yeah. Lee. Congratulations, Frank. And congratulations, Brandon. What an amazing accomplishment to win a Bassmaster Elite Series event. Seriously, um, Bass Galaxy, we got to give it up again right now for this because it's a big deal, okay? It's four days of grueling, um, pissing fire and then holding up a trophy, okay? <laughs> that's that's what this is if we want to um, uncoat the sugar dumplings. You know what I mean? The punchkis. Um I want to try something a little different with you guys today, if that's okay with you. Uh, can you can you agree to this before you even know what it uh, is, please? I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in this contract. It's kind of a big deal. He's gonna need it in writing now. <laughs> you see how he did that, Brandon? Did you guys have a meeting before this? Yeah. No. <laughs> don't agree to anything he says. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I I probably should have warned 
them yeah. <laughs> more than what I did. Yeah. You might I have to sing. This is both their first times, or else I would have given him like a full two pager. Yeah, <laughs> the whole writer list, right? Well, what I'm going to yeah. do is, as I am going to go over um, a brief synopsis of each one of uh, your guys' victory, and then okay. what I would um, I would like to to turn it over to each one of you guys, and you ask uh, your. Your, your peers here, your competitors, uh, your own personal question about their victory. Are you following me? I'm following. Okay. So, um, I mean, I'm just going to run down uh, uh, Frank's uh, uh, Gunnersville uh, deal here. Okay. And, uh, and again, man, it's like this whole fall deal, I want to tell you from a bass fishing fan's point of view, First off, awesome. Yes, thank yeah. you very much that we got bass. Giving us some fall fishing. Bassmaster yeah. in the fall. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, but here's, like, we didn't expect it to be this uh, tough of fishing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, we when we heard this was going to happen, we were like, oh, okay, fall fest. We're thinking, like, Rick Clun's going to beat all your guys' asses. And uh, and um, and, and it and it didn't really turn out like that. It was like it was a grinder each derb, you know. It, 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 except for Livesey, he just you know he did, he wasn't worried at all. But uh, the <laughs> every day. <laughs> but I mean, uh, yeah, it turned out a, a little different. So uh, back to the task at hand. Let's um let's go over your victory, okay, Frank? And this is kind of your victory, your Gunnersville victory, um, in a nutshell, um. <clears throat> Uh, first off, uh, Frank, you're having a great year, and congratulations! You're you're uh, you're like in like over ha- half of the field in, t- in most of the derps this year, and in, in, in quite a quite a turnaround. But uh, congratulations! Um, Thank you. Uh, eelgrass, you were fishing uh, eelgrass edges, and I love eelgrass. Eelgrass remin- reminds me of the old days of uh, Okeechobee, and uh, I like that you were fishing the uh, the eelgrass uh, edges. You had a little bonus mat that you went to. Okay. Uh, um, here's the magic. On day four, you stopped uh, short on your eelgrass uh, weed line. Something told you, all right, and you stopped short, and obviously that was the decision that, that kind of won you the derp, okay? And I'm going in a nutshell here. Um, right. Also, uh, you felt you were fishing for less pressured fish. And again, correct me if I'm wrong at any time because I'm just doing bass fishing talk show stuff. So Dude, you're a hundred out of a hundred. Oh, 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 okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay. So, um, you, you were feeling you were fishing for less pressured fish. Um, and you threw the, uh, the chatter chicken and, uh, and a frog. So you had just basically a one, two punch. Okay. Correct. Correct. On to you, Correct. Mr. Palinick. Uh, Santee Cooper. Uh, first off, I want to add, Brandon Palinick, that I do, like, it might not seem like it, but I do a little research uh, before we do a show here, you know? And uh, uh-huh. and I always can judge um, an angler's, um, let's just call it success, by when I do the search and it comes out, Brandon Palinick's net worth is the first uh, thing that comes up in the search bar. <laughs> Brandon Palinick's net. You hear that, Lee? You hear that, Frank? Brandon Palinick's net worth. Like, like, I just put in Brandon Palinick. I didn't ask how much money he was worth. So I am judging. Why do people want to know that? Dude, isn't it crazy? Like, everybody counts Bass Pro's money all the time. Like, you know, people. And guess what? The, the next two and three were probably Brandon Palinick's sister and Brandon Palinick's truck. 
<laughs> you're exactly <laughs> yeah. right. And yeah, yeah. and Brandon's boat. Yes, sir. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. And then Seth Fighter's go- uh, cast cat ghost was right there yeah. under yeah, Brandon yeah. Palinick, yeah. too. We don't know. Perfect. <laughs> but uh, all right. So here's the deal. Uh, day one, Brandon Palinick, you uh, uh, started uh, on Old Santee in Jack's Creek over in, uh, what was that, Marion or Moultrie? Oh, that's a great question. Okay, well, let's just call uh, it Marion. 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 Okay, yeah, from Happy Days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you started day one right there, uh, in the creek. But yep. you're like, oh, you. I think you got a couple, right? You caught a few. Uh, but then uh, you went on a a mat blitz creek. You're like, I got to get out of here. And then you went to a mat and went on a blitz creek. And then you did your Brandon typical Brandon BS, and you made a culling mistake again. Right. And it just didn't even bother you because you're Brandon Palinick. <laughs> so you're like, ah, OK, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. OK. Day two, you sacked him again. Right. You sacked him, B. Uh, day two was good. Uh, day three, that was the the shit weather day. Right. That was the that was the crappy weather day. Um, and I believe that you mm-hmm. uh, that you fell behind Carl on day three. Right. Yep. We're flip flopping back and forth. OK. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and then in day four, here's the magic. Here's the magic. Um, you called the audible and you went back to day one route and, and, and basically you found your little magic brush pile, drop shot fish, and you were able to jack a few on, on the, I call it a chatter chicken. What do you call, what do you call a bladed jig? Chatter wagon. A chatter wagon. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I Good like too. it. Yeah. I, I like it. And, um, and then, uh, basically that audible um, probably resulted in in your victory, right? You uh, and oh, in here, and you got sneaky. You're always doing something on the sneak, sneak, Palinick. We know you, and uh, and you you pulled out the old fish arrow, uh, chatter wagon, like, right? Sneak, sneak. I don't know what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. There he goes. <laughs> there, his, his his screen his uh his screen froze up like Cartman in the pandemic episode. Of South oh Park. gosh. Yes. <laughs> That's what happened right there. Okay, so there is uh, Brandon. Oh. Brandon, would you agree with oh, that? Is uh, your <laughs> see? <laughs> He's going robot. Aren't you supposed to be in e-learning right now, Brandon? <laughs> anyway, <All> right, it's... <laughs> oh, Brandon, did I we lose it? Different Wi-Fi. Okay. There, he's moving better now. Okay. Um. You shouldn't have. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, Lee, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, your victory uh, in a nutshell. The uh, The consensus was chick blows. And usually when we hear chick and blows in a sentence, it's a good thing. But um, right at this particular der- derby, it was not. It was absolutely horrible. Um, and everybody was complaining and wah, 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 but not you. Not, not you, Lee Livesey. You were, you were out there. And you were just like jacking them so good in practice that you're shaking them off. In fact, I think I heard you say that you like shook off old bigs in practice. Like, um, and and here's here's the deal with you. I think uh, your your tournament was pretty much like, hey, live or die by the frog. I mean, like, I think you caught some jig fish, right? But right. but you like your deal was pretty much live or die by the frog, but. You, you did something again different. You know, Brandon uh, had the audible. Frank went further down the weed line. You went shallower. 
and fished for less pressured fish and in, in, in a foot or less of water on barb barb mats, dude. It didn't make sense how shallow you were to me, to a bass fan, but to you, you're a pro. And and dude, uh, I commend you on your victory, and I commend all three of you uh, on your victories right there, Bass League hey. champions. Um. So again, um. Please understand, uh, that was a lot of words and no disrespect uh, intended in, 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 in getting all that out in a short time. And Frank, I love how you're smiling the whole time, by the way. I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but um, now I would like to turn it over um, to Brandon Palinick first. And Brandon, I would like you uh, to ask Lee uh, a question or two about his victory and then Frank a question or two about his victory. You cool with that, B? Mm. Uh, let's see. I want to know how many fish jumped over Lee's frog and never touched it. Cause it looked like every single one that even attempted to eat it, swallowed it. And every single one I had jumped about four feet over my frog. <laughs> so like literally how many ever missed it? Cause it didn't look like any of them ever missed it. See, that's what I thought they were showing all the misses, but they weren't. I probably had 35 bites the final day alone. Oh, gosh. But, but I only lost one in all four days. Wow. wow. So each day was a little that's different. Amazing. I had, you know, 20 to, 20 to 40 bites a day, you know, and struggled to catch six or seven keepers. Wow. Unbelievable. Crazy. Gosh. Frank, you got a question but, for Lee? <clears throat> yeah, I'd like to know how the hell he caught a limit every day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was brutal out there, no doubt. It was, man. I, I got lucky. You know, somebody always gets on that deal, and it was finally my turn. That's that's all it was, you know. I think it was what's so impressive about that about your win is how consistent you were throughout the whole four days. I mean, you seriously, you had what thirteen, thirteen. 16 maybe the third day somewhere in there and then and then hammered out 18 or whatever it was on the last day or or 16 or 17 whatever it was 15 but like consistent all the way up it was incredible i mean yeah i I got lucky you know i got lucky and caught a limit each day and and i got to go practicing is where i got lucky you know and i i didn't stick any more fish when i you know, 13 was the number in my head when I caught 13. That it was 1 o'clock the first day I went practicing and shook everything off. The second day was at before 11 o'clock, which was huge. And I practiced the rest of that day and shook everything off. And then the third day, I wasn't going to quit. I was going to catch everything I had, but I had like 17 pounds at 1 o'clock. So I quit again and, and expanded again. And, you know, each day I would find like one or two more fish, you know. And and that was the that was huge for me just being able to catch a limit and get comfortable and, and find more fish. That's the factor. Yeah. Any any of you guys have a theory on why they were jumping over your frog and not eating the frog? Oh, they just miss it. Those mats are really thick. You know, they they, they don't see that frog that good, and they're pressured. You know, they're smart, but a lot of it's just reaction. They see something go over their head, they'll just fly out of there after they're trying to kill it. <laughs> they kamikaze. And, they, and yeah. they wouldn't come back. They wouldn't come back and eat it a lot of times. I had maybe two that I knew came back and got it. And then every now and then you'd catch one. You didn't know if it was the same one or not. 
I had one miss it seven times in one cast the second morning. And I threw, then I threw back in there and he ate it when it landed. That's insane. Like he was the hottest fish in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, and you were That's throwing, awesome. you were adding the jingle bells or something, weren't you? Or tungsten or something? I was adding there? two eight ounce tungstens to it. Okay. And they do make a little rattle, but it was just the weight more than anything. You can't hear those weights. You Usually you go to the Hobby Lobby and you put uh, Tinker Bells in there. You ever do that? No, I put a little uh, maraca shaker on the back when I want to make some noise. <laughs> That's on your tailgate, right? You pull them behind after your victory. <laughs> or you take that little, uh, you know, vibrating love ring and pull the cartridge out of it and shove it up in there. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that that's true. That's true as yeah. a frog trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Ryan goes to Lion's Den on the road whenever he's traveling, and he gets those it's little true story. He gets those little vibrating rings, and he puts them in his uh, in his frogs, and then the frog vibrates. <laughs> Looks like a dragonfly. Tip of the week. Yeah, tip of the week. Uh, I he says he does that, but I I've, don't know. I've got Ryan. three frogs with cartridges know. in them right now. <laughs> like the frog that you used to pull the string out the front, and then it would sit there and like vibrate on the water. Kind of, but it just vibrates that the whole the time. And you can it? feel it through the braid. It's kind of cool. That guy's name yeah. was like Shoestring the Boy or something. Or something <laughs> Shoestring the Bois. Yeah, it was yeah. like something Jean-Tain de Jean. And he. Uh, That's yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah. I know exactly, Brandon. Remember, it had the string, and then it, the, the tail would go. Yeah. yeah. And it only worked on the commercial. <laughs> but yes, it always exactly. worked on the commercial. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It worked a hundred percent of the time on the commercial. It sure did. Um. Hey, uh, Brandon Palinick. Um, man, I mean, uh, dude, well, let me, let me get, let me go back here before I go. I, I, I want to let Lee ask you, Brandon, a question about your victory. Did you mm. catch any fish in potato Creek? Because I could not catch a bass in potato Creek. So where I started the last day was at the mouth of potato Creek. See, this is and what, there was this is what I heard, and I don't believe it. <laughs> no, it's true. There was it was the only place I found like a maybe thirty by fifty yard stretch of submerged grass. I don't even know what it was. Like I had pulled up a little tiny piece of hydrilla. I had pulled up a little tiny piece of eelgrass, but it all had like nasty slime on it. So if you were at any lake that actually had good grass. There probably wouldn't be a basket around it, but the fact that that the only had any grass under the water, I think it held a couple fish. And the final day of this, uh, I caught a six pounder on top water. And I started there day one thinking I might be able to get one big bite. I caught a pound and a half for there, never had another bite. Didn't fish it day two, didn't fish it day three. And then just the conditions day four, it was like hot, muggy. And I thought, well, Maybe I can run back there, throw an uppercut in the first 15 minutes and catch a big one on top. Got there. Water's all muddy, dirty. So I pull out the chatter wagon that I hadn't <laughs> caught a bass on all week. And I catch two big ones. And then I see a big one blow up out in the middle. And I start trolling over there. And I see a brush pile on my Mega 360. And I mark it, come back to it, and catch an eight-pounder out of it. <laughs> Typical Brandon. Just one of those days. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, Frank, he Ferris Bueller's his way through everything, is what Palinick does. That's no what doubt. that's what he does. Hey, sometimes that's the yeah, sometimes that's the best way to do things is just, you know, just 
let it unfold as it as the day progresses. And I mean, you know, but it's also these and and they these guys can tell you now that they've you know that Lee's won and Brandon's won five of these. When there's no stopping it, when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I mean, Brandon, like you said, I don't, I hate to keep you know bringing it up, but a two pound penalty on a cold mistake. He every time he does that, he wins. It's yeah, just it's meant to be. It's meant to be, and. You know, you can't stop it. You can't derail it. Even if you miss a fish, the next fish you get bit by is twice as big and you land that fish. You know, it's just that's the way it, it happens now. You know, it's it's crazy. I always heard that, but I I never got to experience it until, you know, three weeks ago. And and um, I want to tell and, and Frank, I, I want to make another observation here to you before you your question to, to Brandon. Um, if Andy said that that Brandon has been on this show uh how many times andy at least over 12 12 times in five years (laughs) i've known you a long time brandon you and i go way back even the radio days um and i want to tell you something brandon it is really cool to watch you progress as an angler not only in your fishing skills but the business side and your interview skills yeah. as well, and I mean that as as a compliment. Um, it's a pleasure to to Thanks. have you on uh, as a champion on this show. And uh, thank you very much. Yes. At and, one time, you were um, I, how would I put that? <laughs> self, my self-proclaimed manager. Yes, I, I, I yes, I was your self-appointed manager. In fact, I am probably responsible <laughs> for the majority of your success. Um. I mean, not sugarcoating so anything. True. And you fired yourself, yeah, too, I, didn't you? And I fired myself to let you grow. I needed you to blossom like a little bird, and you did. And you did, Brandon, and I'm so freaking proud of you. Just want to let you know. Gosh dang it, sugar dumplings and, and fun spits and job. stuff. But, Frank, what do you got for Brandon? Yeah, I remember when Brandon was, you know, I remember, Frank, do you remember when Brandon was just a little Bassmaster Classic competitor? And you know, when, oh, yeah, 2010, he weighed 84 oh pounds. Yeah. He caught one that was bigger than he was in the old uh, Chattahoochee. What was it? What was Wait, the name Chatta, of that? Chattahoochee. Chattahoochee, Kanawoochee. Come on, I want to lay you. Lake and Kevin Van yeah. Dam won. Yeah. Yes. And when he lifted that thing out of the water, I thought it was going to eat him. You know, <laughs> he looked like a menace compared to that, that fish, you know. Yeah. I remember that back in 2010. I mean, I've got kids almost as old as Brandon. So, you know, I was, I'm still a. I mean, what's crazy about this sport is if you're truly a, a passionate about this sport and, you know, you're you're a student of it. I mean, I've watched him, even though I was fishing before. What year were you born, Brandon? In the 80s sometime. And, I mean, I was fishing tournaments in late 87. 70s. Frank, yeah. he was born the year Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo came out, just so <laughs> we all know. <laughs> and, and you know so it's like brandon you know i mean i i i watched him progress and i'm like you know i've learned a lot from him over the years on tv you know what i mean just watching his you know his um tapes of you know how to do, how to rig this to snell or not to snell i mean that was a good one i remember watching that you know <laughs> video and stuff. but you learn stuff and whoever says they don't doesn't want to doesn't want to admit that they can learn something from a, a younger angler or whatever, or a peer of theirs on the tour. And I mean, I've learned a lot from Brandon. I've learned a lot from Leon Fork, you know, that's just watching him and talking to him about it. You know, you learn stuff and whoever says they don't learn from another peer or, or somebody that they compete against or whatever is, you know, 
full of bull corn. <laughs> well, yeah, well, here's a here's a, here's a further opportunity to learn, Frank. Ask, give Brandon a question, like on that that baffling Santee Cooper. What made you key in? Did you fish in practice? Did you look at both lakes? And what made you go to the bottom lake versus the top lake? No, I only fished the top lake, so I'm gonna have them mixed up. I mean, yeah, uh, the top. I had never been there before, didn't know anything about it. And so I did as much internet research as I could to try to narrow down like kind of three to five main areas I wanted to look at. And pretty much all of them were in the upper lake. And so that's because I knew it was so big and so expansive. I didn't want to get spread out. And, and so all of the reasons I Kind of like areas, kind of that southern part of Marion, and then like the Jacks Creek area, and then the upper swamp area. And I just kind of split between those and uh, was able to kind of just narrow it down to where I felt like I had the best potential to get five bites. Like I went, I went into that tournament literally hoping to just get five bites. Like I didn't go into it thinking that I had a shot to win. Okay. Yeah, I was just. Yeah, I was curious on that because I basically did the same thing you did. I fished the Jacks area in practice, the uh, swamp, and that's where I ended up settling in at for the tournament. And, you know, but I was just curious what made you key in on that. And like you said, that was just the lake is so big to break it down in three days. It was it, Both lakes would be just too hard, you know. Yeah, I just I looked at all the tournament results and all read all the reports and everything that I could. And the same names or like the same area the lake in came up over and over and again and just goes on a map and was like okay i'm gonna put my time in in these areas obviously there's fish in those areas i just have to figure out what they're doing that week and be able to you know break those you kind of put take a larger 170,000 acres and break it down into smaller bodies of water and then you just break down those as if they're their own body of water there it is you bermuda triangle did be yeah, that's right. You did. I mean, you really did. That's <laughs> uh, pretty awesome. Hey, Lee, um, you know, like, when you guys win derbs, you know, like, you can always tell, like, how you are, I don't know how to put this, like, how, how well, let's just say how much other anglers like you, okay? Um, you know, all three of you guys, when you won tournaments, um, other anglers like put your guy's picture on their page. Do you know what I mean? You, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, that's very respectful. They're like, yeah, man, this is my peer. This is my competitor. But you know what? Awesome that he won. And boy, I saw a lot of Frank the Tank posts. You know, mm -hmm. Lee? No doubt about it. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I seen I, I I seen a bunch for you, Lee. I saw a bunch for Brandon, and I sure saw a bunch for Frank the Tank, man. And uh, and uh, what a what a special victory! I'm I'm overusing a word there. Let's try another word. What a magical victory! Wait, that's an over overused word too. What a freaking phenomenal thing that you just won, dude. <laughs> so I know Lee that like that that was a, a baffling event. You know, I mean, that that was you know that was a baffling fall event, the Gold Gunnersville. So what do, what do you got to ask Frank about the victory? Uh, this isn't even about Gunnersville. I just want to know how much money you've won on a green pumpkin. Uh, 
Thunder Cricket. Thunder Cricket this year. This year, uh, my year to date is 165.5, and I've won 155.5 because I caught him on a swim jig at Ufala. But other than that, it's been a Thunder Cricket the whole time, the whole year. <laughs> Dude, it's pretty high, Let's man. Let's keep it tied up. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> it's, That's awesome. It's, it's, yeah, it's one of those things. It's like you know when it when it's going, you try it every tournament in the practice, and if you can get a few bites on it, you're like, well, let me see how much more I can, you know, milk out of this deal, and and it evolves into that. And I mean, like Santee Cooper, where Brandon, you know, laid the the wood to everybody out there. I was proud to just get my little uh, 14th place and move on, but I just caught them all on a thunder cricket up in the swamps, you know, on the cypress trees and. I mean, I wasn't getting near the the size fish that Brandon was catching and uh, some other guys were catching, but I mean, like Carl and stuff like that. But, you know, it was enough to sustain. And these tournaments in the fall, I think, are just – and these guys will tell you, I mean, you kind of – you you think that you just put a rod uh, – deck full of rods on your, on your boat and you're going to just go through 50 different rods. But if you look at these tournaments that us three won, two baits for me, you know – two or three for Brandon and one or two tops, mostly the frog for Lee, maybe a little punching on the Packer crawl kind of deal. But other than that, you know, you would think everybody talks, oh, it's a hodgepodge of 50 rods on the deck. It might be 50 rods, but you really only can down to two or three key, key rods, you know, that you have confidence in that you just keep fishing, you know. I definitely agree with that, man. Yeah, that, yeah. Dude, and, sure. and good question, Lee, because I, I got to follow up with that now. And I'm being I'm being just completely um uh what do they call that thing in politics translucent transparent transparent yes, yes. I'm being translucently transparent right now <laughs> and uh, so I I thought in no disrespect intended that the 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 um, uh, the thunder cricket was kind of just invented so um, strike king guys could throw uh, the the thunder chickens the uh, the, jackhammer. The, the jackhammer. And, and get away and i really like i mean i'm like i'm being serious so I, my question to you is i know you probably were throwing the jackhammer before the thunder cricket came out so like that's a very hard thing for a bass angler to do no matter what the bait is like and especially the business end changing sponsors like okay lee like, why are you laughing what happened uh mrs tally said uh you told her it was 130. She caught you. Oh, <laughs> no. Jeez, Lee. Yeah. Hey, tell her I haven't even seen the hunter that I that she took on the airplane back home with her. <laughs> Hell, you know. Still hiding the big check. So, so, no, that's, I mean, that's all, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she barely, she barely let me have the trophy. I had to rent that thing just for this, uh, just for this podcast, you know, to have it behind me. I like how she has a direct line to our producer back there. I think that's, pretty, yeah, that's yeah. pretty strong. That's pretty strong. <laughs> but no, back to the, to the, to the uh, question at hand, like, um, it's a big deal. Like, okay, like, so say hypothetically you're, um, Brandon, you've, you've switched plastic companies and you develop confidence in a, in a certain plastic and then, and then you switch because this is now your business partner. Um, how hard mm -hmm. is it to overcome some of those, those obstacles, Frank? And especially with that chatter chicken, how, uh, yeah, like, tell, tell me it, about that. 
It's, it honestly, it, it really boils down to uh, confidence. And what I did is when they came out with it, like this off season, before we started up at the St. John's, I have a local lake here that's uh, called Stillhouse Hollow and it's full of hydrilla. And so what I did is I just went out there day after day after day and just fished that thunder cricket consistently to build up confidence with it, you know, and that's the reason why I ended up doing that. There's, don't get me wrong. There's, there's times when another bladed jig, whether, you know, it's a, a vibrating jig, you know, a jackhammer or a, a Picasso for say that, you know, sometimes the color combination, you know, uh, that you can only get certain amount of colors in certain amount of product, you know, and there's just sometimes that you can't make those fish want what you're trying to offer. But for the most part, if it's a green pumpkin with a green pumpkin blade, white and chartreuse with a, a silver blade or a white on with a silver blade, I mean, that's 95% of the fish I catch on a, on a thunder cricket or a bladed jig would be on those three colors. And so a lot of guys throw black and blue down in Florida and I do too, but it's basically confidence just going out there and fishing it and fishing it and fishing it to where you start getting bites and you start getting bites. And then you're like, okay, I can do this, you this, know, because this is each my of deal. them have their like, huh? I said, then you're like, this is my deal. Now I know it works. I know it's yeah. the right tool. Yeah, I, exactly. Just like, you know, and I'm not trying to, you know, uh, uh, talk for Brandon, but, you know, him being with Zoom forever. And then now with Exxon, I mean, he had to get confidence in in the Exxon product. And so he probably went out in his 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 home state of Idaho and just hammered on them in the off season, working on getting confidence built up to catch them on a slammer or, a, you know, the the what was it muscle back craw, um, you know, that type of yeah. stuff. So, Damn. you know, and I know Lee did the same thing. We've all kind of, we're not sponsored jumpers. I mean, product jumpers by no means. I've been with Strike King since I started the Elite Series. And Lee's been, you know, with NetBait and, Net and then, you know, Brandon's with X-Zone and, and, and Rapala. You know, we're not jumpers, but, uh, you know, every once in a while when you do have a, a product change, you have to, you have to bring, you have to uh, put yourself in the confidence and you have to fish it a bunch before you put it into your arsenal of tournament. It's a fishing. big deal. Or it turns yeah. into the, to the George Cochran syndrome syndrome with yeah. the jerk bait way back, way, way back. And, and the deal. Hey, uh, Brandon, uh, I know that, uh, that you got to have something there for, for Frank, the tank. I mean, what, <laughs> I mean, I know, I know you were scratching your head I, at that. Dirt. I want to know at what point in the event, did you feel like you had a shot to win? Cause that's only, that's to me is always intriguing. Cause in practice i have a shot to win and then events like santee cooper i didn't really know and i didn't really feel like i had a shot to win until really the fourth day uh and so i was like at what point because you were just very steady and you just kind of slowly crept up and crept up and crept up it's like at what point did you think you had a shot to win like was it when you caught big ones when your boat broke down <laughs> Or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly it was just like you said brandon it was on the fourth morning like before i before i caught that the first five pounder in the first stop i was like you know i actually have an outside shot in my mind i needed 20 plus pounds to do it because i figured you know yeah. wes or or uh welcher would have you know 15 pounds on a on a bad day i had to make up you know uh three and a half or four pounds worth of fish so i'm like 
man, I, I'm just sitting in the back. But when, when I launched that, that last day, I'm like, you know what? I really think I have an opportunity. If I can catch a couple of five pounders, I think I can have an opportunity to make a run at it. And that was, you know, uh, Brad, he told me after the second day, he's like, um, dude, you could have an opportunity to win this thing. And I'm like, man, no, I'm just, you know, I'm just fishing for a top 10, you know, right now. Let's just, let's just, he's like, no, dude, you're on the right fish, blah, blah, blah. I didn't believe it, you know? And then when, then after, like you said, when the boat broke down on the third day and I'm catching three, three and a half pounders while I'm waiting for them to bring me a new boat, I'm like, man, this is, this is like you said, you can't stop it. It might be, this might be the chance, you know? And then when I launched Friday or the last morning, we had that like little 10 minute or 15 minute fog delay. I thought to myself, you know what? If I can land on them, I think I can do this, you know, and, but I still, I still haven't even really thought about it, you know, and it kind of goes back to how did you feel when you won your very first blue trophy? I mean, it still hasn't sunk in. It really hasn't, you know, of what we've accomplished. Hey, it's right know? behind you. And that's not a Sam Squanch. That's a blue trophy. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you too, Lee, you both got over the right shoulder, man. Pretty, pretty cool. Lee, Lee, um, you, uh, you're uh you got a, a big day uh tomorrow and so do you brandon i mean you guys uh you got a day at the office tomorrow and uh i mean i don't know what's going on out there at the at the neely henry but are you guys both feeling good i don't know about brandon he said something about punching and buzz baits and then he put up a post tying something on a spinning rod he's, so a, I think sandbagger. he's <laughs> a sandbagger you know that unreal <laughs> I'm literally, I didn't even do any tackle. I'm just confused. I'm tying on one. one, I'm going to retie my spinnerbait on the same line, and I'm going to throw one spinnerbait all day long. That's all I'm going to do. Dude, I love it. I love it. Chartreuse and white blade, chartreuse and white skirt. Ain't nobody throwing it, and we're going to see what happens. I might be in first, (laughs) might be in last. Don't care. I'm going to roll it. (laughs) (laughs) That's outstanding. Uh, can't argue up. with the champ. Uh, <laughs> hey, I just know that there's I just know that there's 45 guys on the elite series that are praying and hoping that Brandon wins uh Brandon wins uh this week and then Lee wins at Fork because that opens another classic spot up. So yeah, there's 45 see? guys that are below the classic line that that are hoping that one of these guys pulls something out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. See that? See that? <laughs> Hey, um, do you got you guys want to you want to stick around here for a couple more minutes? You want to you want to do a little get to know me? Get sure. to know you or get to know someone else? <laughs> well, get to know me. So I enjoy horseback riding. Uh, I like long walks on the beach. Uh, I have every Bassmaster episode up to the year 2006 on VHS tape. Uh, and I like frozen pizza. And he's got a nose like a like a Doberman pincher. I sure do. <laughs> But uh, but anyway, hey, uh, all right, let's get to know these Bassmaster Elite Series competitors. I wish yeah, Bob yeah. Cobb was here. God, I, know. I, would, I wish Bob God. Cobb was bringing it. It's time for the Bassmasters. Okay. Oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. There, it there is. we go. Hear it? Hear it, guys? You get excited when you hear that? The tins. I do. DNA. Here's Larry Nixon. Ba-da, Larry Nixon. Yep. And then he's like all shocked. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. He's got the yeah. shocked look. I'm a, I'm a pistol grip. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Stay yeah. peg. Stay peg, baby. Stay peg. Five and a half for a ride. He really said WTF, Frank. Yeah. That's yeah. what he said. <laughs> With that bucket baseball cap. <laughs> uh, hey, um, so I want to ask you guys, uh, Brandon, if you had the opportunity to celebrate your victory anywhere in the world, where would it be? Gosh. Um, that's a great question. No, Probably at my shop back home in Idaho. Look at you, homeboy. In the shop. Okay, in the shop. Yeah. There's Brandon He's in the shop with his, with his shop back. Oh, my goodness gracious, Ryan. We will get that. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh, okay, and uh, Frank, how about you? Oh, I already did. I celebrated it in my bed with my wife when I got home. There it is. Like your style. Yes. You hear it, Frank? Yeah. You digging the groove? There you go. That's the deal. That's the deal. Style. Oh my goodness. That was a great answer. Waterbed. Heck yeah. Silverback gorilla, Frank. Frank the Tank getting it done, <laughs> getting it done. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I got a multiple my, choice one. My son's next to me and he's over here just shaking his head, blushing. Yeah, yeah. he's like as red as my shirt is. That right happens. Here. That happens. Your dad's a rock star. He's from Tejas, like uh, Kenny Powers. He's from like Kenny old, Powers. How old's your How old's your son? He's gonna be eighteen here in a month. But oh, he's oh boy. On. See, here, here. What what you what what you win seventeen years like eighteen years ago? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah, what I'm talking like about. <laughs> See, when I was talking about Brandon's interview skills progressing, that's that was exact, solid. That's exactly yeah. what I was talking about. That was like about. some Andy Richter. Wow. Right there. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, Lee, yours is a multiple choice. And this multiple choice uh, question comes from uh, Geddes Brannon. You know Geddes, right? Yeah. He said he has. I know where it's going. Yeah. He has videotapes of you that he sent me prior to this that Whoa. I cannot put on social media, Lee. I didn't. <laughs> All I'm saying is I want to party with you, cowboy. That's yeah, what that, I'm that's, saying. That's, that's why we fired Gettys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got tapes. That's all I'm saying. And he's probably going to be in politics someday. So that's all I'm saying. But, uh, I've got some of him, too. So, <laughs> so here's your multiple choice question. Would you rather spend your victory time in Disney World, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, or Wendell's Dippin' Branch. Wendell's Dippin' Branch. And what the hell is Wendell's Dippin' Branch? <laughs> well, if I got a pocket full of cash, I'm going to say Wendell's Dippin' Branch. Oh, you do? You got 100K, Bo. Well, they, they're cash only at Wendell's. You got to have cash. <laughs> <laughs> they don't take six-foot-wide checks. <laughs> is that where these tapes are from? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Dang. It was, uh... Blake Hartwell involved. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So why do they call you Diggler, Dirk Diggler at Wendell's? <laughs> you got to have a four-wheel drive to get to Wendell's. Okay. It's not a dirt road. <laughs> I, I am a star, baby. <laughs> so, hey, was is uh, Lee, is this very similar to your Bassmaster Radio and Bass University interview that you've done so far? I exactly like it. Thank you. Thought so. <laughs> Thought so. Hey, uh, um, Lee, when, <laughs> Lee, when you were little, did you used to like to pretend things? 
For sure. I'm going to roll with it. I, I did. I mean, like, and one of the things I like to pretend was, like, I used to like to play pretend Rick Clun. Like, I would go, like, in the yard and just play pretend Rick Clun. You know, like, hi, Mom, I'm Rick Clun. And then, like, I'd be, like, just casting and doing Rick Clun stuff and, and standing like Rick Clun when he winded. And Did you braid your ponytail, too? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I had I had long hair my whole life. Yes. I, I did because of Thor and Rick Clun. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, so I used to pretend to be Rick Clun. Was there ever an angler you pretended to be in your mind? Oh, hack me for sure. Yeah, hell yeah. That's what I'm, I'm talking about. Man. Yeah, he's a bad man, but Jamba, dude, has it like is that the best hook set ever in the world? For sure, hook sets? no like, doubt. Like Greg Hackney, yeah, yeah man. Hey, Greg. Hey, Tank. Who do you? Who did you ever pretend? Did you play pretend when you were little? Denny Brower, Denny always flipping, Brower. flipping into, pitching into, you know, a little uh, plant uh, pot or something like that. Always, always acting like I was Denny. Denny is you know, never the, the earth. The earth rattling hook sets or hook sets are a, a trend right now. Yeah, a absolutely, yeah. they are. Yeah. And Denny Brower is never afraid to penetrate deep into the bush. In fact, <laughs> um, did did you know that um, Denny Brower actually um, did shots of whiskey? on Ozzy Osbourne's limousine in the alley outside the David Letterman show. True story. We learned it here on Straight Cast. That is true. Yeah. Did you know that, Frank? I did not know that, honestly. I was like crazy. Heck, the last time I seen Denny was down in Mexico. We were bass fishing at a lake down there, and uh, he signed some crankbaits and stuff for my son and uh, and my nephew. And we had a good time. Trust me, it was it wasn't it wasn't taking shots off of Ozzy's uh, belly button or wherever you said. Oh no no was, no uh... no nothing like that. No gosh no. I love Denny. I'm sorry. It's Denny Brower. Don't say that. I don't want to wake up with a horse head in my bed. Are you crazy, Frank? Jesus, criminy. Wow, Denny. No, Denny. Stop. Anyway, back to the show. Uh, no, what Denny Brower is doing shots off the limousine. Oh, he really did. Ozzie's. He taught Ozzy to cast yeah. in the alley yeah, behind the David Letterman show. Ozzy was backlashing his yeah. shit, right? Yeah. Out behind the alley, and they're doing Ooh. shots. And all that stuff. So, yeah. Dude, Denny lives like six and a half hours from me in, in Del Rio, and I'm still scared of Denny. I mean, at, yeah. at 70 years old, Denny is still... He'll mean mug the hell out of you. Dude, Kenny no Powers. Kenny Powers is afraid of of um of him. You, you know, <laughs> the great baseball player, Kenny Powers from Tay oh, yeah. You know him, Lee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Ken, yeah. Uh, Kenny MF Powers. Hey, um, uh, Brandon, who, who did you use to pretend when you were a little Brandon? Actually, Danny Brower was one of my oh, favorites, gosh, too. Yes. I love this. I love this game. God, I love the Believe it or not, game. Danny Brower was one of my favorites. And... My first year on tour, I had a run-in with. <laughs> uh oh. At uh, it was the last lead he won at um, Arkansas River. Yeah. Okay. We were down in Pine Bluff, and he thought I was hold jumping him. And later he okay. came and apologized because he realized I was not hold jumping him, and I was fishing a brush pile he didn't know about, but he thought that I was hold jumping him. Wow. And I was like, oh my god. Like the biggest idol I got just came up screaming and yelling at me. Oh, I was man. like, Danny, I promise I didn't know you were back here. And I told him, I was like, if you want this brush pile, you can have it. 
And then later he came and apologized and told me he didn't know about that brush pile. And I told him he could still have it the final day. But you're Denny Brower. <laughs> yeah. I was like, when, when Frank was talking about being scared about Denny Brower, I was like, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> that man rolls up and he means business. Oh, man. I love yeah. that. I'd rather fight 20 Tommy Biffles and seven Hank Cherries than fight one friggin' uh, uh, Denny Brower. He intimidates me, but I like him. He sure he is a good guy, but he uh, he can get crazy. You could tell. Oh, man. Two he, pairs of pants. You know who day, else Brandon. looks like they can get crazy? Lee over there. Lee, Who? you look like a wild man, Lee. Yeah, I'm not going to kid you, dude. Like, I want to fight Lee. Uh, yeah, you know I what I mean? Like, I want to fight Frank either. I know. <laughs> I know. You, this is a good you team. You know, Frank, it only takes one punch for Frank. Yeah. <laughs> he lays him out. Hey, Frank, Frank you want to go uh, streak to the quad later after the show, me and you? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, let do that. <laughs> hey, Lee, like, if you could kick anybody's ass in the world, who would it be? Like, pick somebody oh. to just lay him out. Who would you lay out? Who? Caleb Summerall. Caleb Summerall. Oh, wow. No hesitation. Is that he looked you in the last wrestling match? Yeah, he, he gave me a shiner right here the other day on the coffee table. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I beat him nine times at checkers in a row, and he got pissed and threw me into the coffee table. What a sore loser. <laughs> he lost nine times Caleb. at checkers? Oh, He's my not, gosh. Caleb Summerall is not very good at checkers. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Wow. Your own roommate beat the shit out of you for a checkers game. I didn't think you could lose at checkers after like 12 years old. He, I would, know. he was in the chat. He was in the chat asking, <laughs> what, what is Lee's nickname? That's what he asked. Oh, What's your nickname, Lee? Jacker. What's that? What's your nickname? Caleb is in the chat board and, and wants Marshall. to know. Oh, the Marshall. The Marshall. Okay. The nickname is the Marshal. Gotcha. So, that's not what they call Denny? The Warden. The Warden, the warden. is Denny. Warden, we yeah. thought it was Diggler. That's Everybody told us it was Diggler. Yeah, Diggler was your nickname. <laughs> Apparently not. Hey, um, hey, you got a pretty cool... Yeah, Caleb was watching. That's even better. He's playing his son at checkers, beating his ass right now. <laughs> 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 Trying to get his confidence up. Right. <laughs> Practicing. Uh, oh, you bass pros, you... <laughs> I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Lee, you got a yeah. You got a kick-ass boat, dude. What you run that uh, that ballistic, right? Yes, sir. Dude, that's a that's a heck of a sled right there. That's a face peeler. Um, it's nice, man. <laughs> like, so I got to ask you, um, like, what was your first boat ever? What was your first sled, Lee? Man, I mean, we had like a 14-foot D-bottom aluminum boat first with a 9.9 no trolling motor, and then the then the actual motor went out, so we got a trolling motor, and then we used it. But uh, the first boat after that was a little, like a deep V fishing ski bass cat, and then I rolled a Skeeter SS140 forever. <laughs> and then it went Triton TR20X, and then about a million phoenixes and now a ballista there you are wow okay so you've been wow. through the gamut of sleds how, how, how about you mr frank what's the uh what's your first sled ever uh champion i've always been a champion fan until wow. they went out of business in 2008 and, and uh and then uh i've been in a triton um since okay so you had a champion as your first bass boat before before a john boat or anything Pretty badass, Frank. Pretty badass. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, you know, my dad, when I was 
when we first, my dad had a, in 1979, he had a 1979 Ranger 179B. They don't even make a number that low anymore. You know, that thing was like, <laughs> and it had a 175 on it, 18 foot boat. That son of a gun would porpoise. You'd need Dramamine just to run across the lake. <laughs> way too much motor for an 18 foot boat back then. You know, it had a 175 Black Max. Yeah, buddy. Oh, you know, yeah. we was, we was, uh, yeah, we were shitting in high cotton. You know what I mean? We thought we was bad to the bone, but that 40 miles an hour in that summer gun slapped the dog snot out of you. You need back braces and dang uh, icy hot after a day of fishing. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and Brandon, you, what was your first sled ever? Your first water sled? Yes, the, the first one that I actually owned was like a 1970s, uh, pop rivet aluminum ski boat. Yeah, but you know, like the old ski boats that had the platform and then the windshield that went all the way around. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like this little. It was like a sixteen footer, and it had an old. I think it was an Evinrude, like a nineteen seventies Evinrude on it. Oh. And I screwed up, and I got a one a hundred and one pound thrust old Minkota <laughs> Maxim from the guy that got me started. What I didn't think about is when I mounted it to the front, I didn't put a brace underneath the. Oh yeah. Uh oh. I just put the bolts and some structures through, and one time I kicked it on high and kicked it sideways and blew the <laughs> bolts and everything right through the aluminum through the t- what I called the front deck, but it's not the front deck, and ripped ripped the Minkota straight off into the water, and it was just hanging by the cable. That's awesome. <laughs> That's and awesome. And that that was pretty much the end of that boat. <laughs> hey, uh, Lee, what's a what's a song that makes you feel invincible? Like, is there a song that just gets you all jacked up, bro? That's easy. It's Frogman from Whiskey Myers. <laughs> <laughs> Frogman. What? That's it. That, I I don't know that band. Should I know that band? Yeah. Okay. Legit. It's kind of a southern rock, uh, Texas red dirt country. They're badass, man. They like to fish hunt and. Jam out and drink beers. All right. Will you send me something? Send me a link or something after you, you're done at the office that after a couple days. Yeah, I'll hook a- you up. After you win the derb over there. Send me uh right. <laughs> <laughs> with your yellow and white spinner bait. Brandon said, Brandon said, no, no. <laughs> Brandon, what's your jam right now that's gonna help you win this tournament? Oh gosh. And I change all the time. I know, that's why I ask you. I'm like, one, one morning I wake up and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to listen to rap this morning. Next morning I'm like, yeah, I'm going to listen to rock. And then some mornings I'm like, yeah, I'm going to listen to Whiskey Myers. I got Whiskey Myers on my playlist. It's good stuff. Okay. You need to, you need to get well-rounded in your music, Pat, and you need to learn about Whiskey Myers. I, will, I love good outlaw stuff. country. I don't like fake country like that um, – when they do the thing with their feet and stuff, you know, oh, but I like, real stuff. yeah, I like, I, I, I like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I like outlaw country. Yeah. Brandon, you got to yeah. up, up, update your Spotify list. Yeah. You're slacking on that. I, yeah. You need to update it. Right. I, haven't, I haven't put new music on there in a while. Yeah. Get up I'll on work that. on that. He's still got Britney Spears. Now that I know someone's actually listening to it. (laughs) (laughs) We're the one subscriber. Yeah, the one follower. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Frank, how about you, bro? What's your jam, man? What what gets you pumped up? 
I like uh, I like some CCR in the morning. I nice. like I mean I'm an old school rap too. I like Nelly. I like some old Snoop Dogg. You know I get yeah. down on it. If you wanna go and take a ride with me, thing, take baby. A Loped out G's going crazy. Yeah. You know, you <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Now, now show your son's face. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> don't want he, he doesn't run. He doesn't run out. Oh, I would have never guessed Nelly. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, batter up, batter up one of my favorite Nelly songs. Batter up and country grammar. I like he both just of said, those. he just said a little CCR, a little Nelly. Dude. Oh, that's yeah, a, those go together. That's eclectic yeah. AF. Wow. Wow. That's that's why th- that's why I, I love, love doing a bass fishing talk show. I can totally relate really to that. Though. So my next question to you is what's your favorite size slip sinker, guys? <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. Um so um <laughs> uh so hey, um, like I gotta ask you this, uh Lee, like who's your ride or die? Is it, it like who's your thunder buddy? Is that Caleb? You know, as far not you know. Like, is that your guy? Is that your dude? Yeah, Caleb Summerall. Yeah, that's your guy. That's who you're going to bat with. That's who you're going to brawl the zombies with. Oh, no doubt. Okay, okay, I got you. How about you, Frank? Who are you fighting zombies with? I mean, if it's uh, you, if you're talking fishing professionally wise, or are you just talking anybody in the world? Well, let's give us I a mean, fisherman. Like, who's a fisherman you're going to uh, pick to fight some zombies? I go, I go with Brad, Brad Watley, no doubt. Oh. He'll, he'll do it. He's, he'd go for their legs. He'd fire, bite their kneecaps. Okay, okay. Crossbow. So, uh, Brandon Palnick, if you're going to take out Thanos before he destroys the entire universe, the entire Marvel universe, who, who are you picking? Who's your ride or die? Who are you fighting with? I'm going to have Pipkins on one side. I'm going to have uh, Jockamson on the other side. I'm going to put Lee right up front and center. <laughs> take the first couple swings. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you realize how big Lee is when you see him in person. Lee's a big guy. Oh, he's I know. Like six three. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a mountain of a man, no doubt. Yeah. You know? all, all, all you have to do is go back and watch the live footage of everyone else wrenching the frogs out of the grass, and then watch Lee wrench the frogs out of the grass, and they're like skipping across the top. Yeah, it's and everyone nuts. else is like. Yeah! Come on, don't come off and leaves go. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. It's, it's pretty badass. <laughs> but, and Lee, Lee's, you know, everybody talks about Carl and the Gloid. You know, the Gloid. The Gloid. The Gloid. But I mean, you, I mean, yeah. if we got Lee on our team, Lee's got the Gloid. That's the yeah. reach. I mean, that's a boom. That's what you got right there. That's the power drive. The reach. Hey, Lee, if like, so there's a lot of people trying to get in this Bassmaster Elite series. You know, there's a bunch of them, right? They're fishing the opens, they're scrounging, they're, uh, they're, 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 you know, they're selling blood, all kinds of stuff, just to get into the elite. Plasma, plasma, all that too, yeah, and other things. And yeah. So, yeah. like Lee, if there was somebody that that you just do not want in the elite series because they're that good, that is in the opens right now, who is it? Who needs to stay out of the elites? Oh, that's Todd Castledine for sure. Uh, I'm about to block his number now. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Palinick? Who do you want out? Oh, man. Um, Don't worry. They'll still like you. That's a dangerous question. No, they'll like you still. This is a talk show. It's just a talk (laughs) show. Maybe Hallman. He's been on the Elites before, and he's caught him on the Elites before. Brad Holmes. So he'd be yeah. coming in knowing what he's doing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you'd be a little fearful if you saw his name on the roster. Okay. Okay. How about you, Frank the Tank? Who are you thinking, Tally? 
Well, if you have to go back to uh, to Lee's buddy, you know, old Hackney. That's yeah. a tough one right there. Old Hackney will put a, a stone cold whooping on you. Yeah, no him, doubt. him and yeah. that engine, Jason Christie. That yeah, both yeah, yeah him him too. Yeah. Oh, those two, those two tag team you. Yeah, you you're not gonna wake up till it thunders in Oklahoma and it stopped thundering about six months ago. Yeah, Jason you know? Jason Christie was on the show. I'm so fearful of him. He, he was scared on, the hell out of us. Yeah, he was on the show and he killed a rattlesnake while we were interviewing him in his garage. <laughs> yeah. And then he'd skip a beat. That's how badass he is. I know where they're both staying, Frank. So if you I mean, if you want me to like put a stop to either one of those dude yes yes i give you uh i give you half of my half of my check that i won heck if you take care of those two take them out well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably good for all of us we could probably put we could probably come up with like a collection plate of all the elite yeah. donation yes <laughs> they they can catch them no doubt they're they're <laughs> they're probably in my opinion the, the two stoutest ones that have a shot at coming over no yeah, doubt I, I hear you hey um so I got to ask this question to all of you guys, because I always try and, and put this together. And it's kind of similar to, to a question that Brandon asked earlier, uh, uh, Dinkley. Um, but before you won that tournament, OK, like the last day of the derp. And I'll ask you firstly, that last day of the derp um, from the moment you woke up uh, to prior that you knew you won. What was different about that day? than the other three days of the event. What was different about that day prior to your victory? I ask you firstly. Honestly, I felt it the second morning of the tournament. <clears throat> when I started on a mat early, because I, was, I wasn't frogging until you know, like 10, 11 o'clock the first day, and that was in my head. I was going to run bless with the jig and then frog in the afternoon. It's, the frogging is usually better late in the day when the sun's up and the mats are the hottest. I started on a mat early the second day, like right off the bat, and had like 10 bites and 10 casts pretty much. Whoa. And like, I mean, I'm, I remember getting interviewed that day. I moved up to third, I think. And I, all I could say, I was just repetitive for no reason. I was saying, this is the first time I felt it. This is the first time I felt it. I remember telling Mercer and Zona. And, yeah, yeah. Davy and like that's that's when it clicked. Like I, I have a shot, I feel it, and I've never had that feeling ever in any tournament that I've won, lost, anything. Look at you. you. Know? And and that's when it clicked for me. And and the the fourth day, it never clicked until I caught that big one. That's when I said, Okay, I got a shot. You know, one more bite. Now but was that, that that's what we always say. We always say one more bite. Was that just because you knew you could do that all day? Correct. Yes. Okay. Man, that's a I knew I could get five bites doing it, and I knew if I got five bites doing it, I was gonna be hard to beat. So, yeah. I mean, when when I figured out I could catch them out, I said, I'm gonna catch five of them a day. It just depends how big they are. There it is, Frank. Sounds well, like a fun couple days, yeah, absolutely. It does. <laughs> I get the frog all day, yeah. <laughs> Frank. What was different about that day for you, day four? Honestly, um. <clears throat> When I woke up that morning, I had slept great that night, you know, before the fourth day. And I woke up that morning, did my ritual, which is like a pound of, I mean, a, a gallon of coffee, a pound of bacon, you know. <laughs> there you go, Brandon. It, it don't have to all be about keto and, and uh, all that. A pound of bacon, you know, and, another, you know, and some sweet buns. Love this guy. You know, a pack of cigarettes and, uh, you know, maybe even <laughs> You know, and I just went out. I felt better than I've ever felt, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, I was like, let's get it on. And, and you know, <laughs> that was it. I mean, I don't get the last year. I think that was a lot that happened to me is I just got, I mean, I got nervous <laughs> even if I was in 70th place going into day two, you know what I mean? I'd be sure. like nervous, nervous this year, you know, I just, just fishing, you know, just fishing. I'm not getting too high and too low. Just staying straight. It's straight even down flow, there. dude. Didn't we talk about that with Greg Hackney? It's even flow. Just like Eddie Vedder said, mm-hmm. it's even flow. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I think that's, you know, Brandon's got plenty of enough experience that that's how I'm sure he is now. He doesn't get the highs and the lows and, you know, and Lee, you know, with a win now too, he's going to be the same way. And it's just the same. I mean, you just even keel, you don't want to get too high and too low. It's good to have, uh, you know, some adrenaline, no doubt. That's what makes this, this game so fun, you yeah, know, this, this sport, but the momentum. if you can control that, 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 that adrenaline and keep it harnessed, so to speak until the right time, then that's the way to go. And, and, you know, so I do the same morning routine. I'll FaceTime my, my wife at five in the morning, you know, four in the morning, whenever I get up, I'll talk to her for about 10 minutes. We'll just visit, talk about what's happening at the business and stuff back home. And, and we'll just, and then I just, like I said, I'll just drink some coffee and, you know, eat a pound of bacon and then we're head ready to hit the lake. So. <laughs> Dude, that's freaking outstanding. Yeah, that pound of coffee will keep you. Yeah. Pound. I, yeah I like That'll the pound of coffee. coffee. You're probably yeah. snorting it IV in it. If you're doing a whole pound. <laughs> yeah, just eating the grounds. Palinic, you got five of these now, right? Five blues. Yeah, dude. Like, is there a common denominator in these four in the in the fourth day on these events, man? Is there like, is there a funny feeling? Is there something that happened? Uh, Honestly, every single one of them has been different. Um, I would say the two this year are the first time that I've came back from you know like middle of the pack on the final day to win. The first three, I was leading going into the final day. And the first three, I knew after the first day of practice that I was going to have a shot to win. Just because I felt like I had found something different than what everyone else was doing. And and I felt like I was super dialed in. At Champlain, I felt like I was super dialed. But everyone else was just catching a little bit bigger bags. Um but when I woke up there and we got that weather change, I knew that I was going to have a shot at catching a really big bag. At, at CNT, I didn't know what was going to happen that. What I could speak is I had the same exact odds to go catch 30 pounds as I did to go in zero. Okay. And that, that's just the way that I was fishing. And, uh, and just the way that that fishery was setting up that week is I didn't, I didn't really know. And like the first day I kind of had that feeling, right. Cause I went into the event thinking like, okay, after practice, I just need to catch five and get some good points and not bomb like I did at St. Clair and Gunnersville. And, and then after that first day, when things started to click and like my second stop I catch a seven and a half and then I catch a double I've got a four and a two and I'm like okay maybe we might your brain starts to switch to like okay what decisions do I make to try to win because I might have a shot yeah and feel it until fourth day when I made that call to go back down south and I caught two on the chatter wagon I'm like all right 
this is by far the best start I've had. And then when I caught that one that was almost eight pounds out of that brush pile, yeah, I was like that. That that right there was like the kind of the kicker, right? Like every day you had to have that big bite to separate, and every day my big bite was coming punching later in the day. And so I felt like getting that out of the way, I was able to go and be that much more methodical. What a relief. And and that was when I caught that one, I'm like, you catch a fish that big on 10 pound test on a drop shot in a brush pile and like, get it out. You, you, it's hard. Like both of these guys can, attest to it because they felt it but when those things make such a different feeling that you get and there's no way to explain it unless you've experienced it and then you know what someone's talking about but to put it into words you d- you get this feeling that you can tell things are happening that are above normal and you it's that feeling i i don't know what it is you feel but like you just got a head start to happen. <laughs> it, like it just, you can't explain it. Dude, that's you can't awesome. stop it. And it just, it just rolls. The, uh, man, that's I'm tough. like, I'll never experience it. Like the, so, <clears throat> you know, obviously we're, we, we experience it on different levels, club derbs or whatever for us, us bass fishing fans and weekend anglers and blah, blah, blah. Us unprofessionals. But like the, uh, the deal that, that I, I can relate to is what Octopho told us after he won his classic. And, and I asked him like, is the next day kind of like when you wake up the next day after losing your virginity and you're like, heck yeah, man, that just happened. That just happened. You know, you've been waiting forever and that just happened. You know, I mean, that's uh that's, that's the closest we can get to it. Anyway, try and recreate that as often as possible. But anyway, um, Brandon, you've been on the show many times, and uh, we've asked you this question many times. So I ask it to Frank and Lee uh, before we get on to some amazing stats here. Uh, but I want to ask you, Lee, what is a proper Bassin man? What is a proper Bassin man to you, Lee? A proper Bassin man? Yes, sir. I would say the one in in the bottom box that I'm looking at would be Brandon Pollinick. Wow. Okay. No doubt. He does everything right. I mean, he's probably eating some freaking 10-year-old preserved squirrel macadamia nuts and drinking <laughs> water. I'm over here drinking beer, eating Arby's, and hadn't slept in eight days. And <laughs> somewhere I was probably out running 10 miles and, you know. We go into the dipping branch. Do it different. You know, there's there's not a perfection. There's John Daly's and there's Tiger Woods, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so some people would say that you're the proper bassin man. Though. Yeah, I, I, but I'll take either answer. How about you, Frank? All. What yeah. Frank? What's a proper bassin man? Uh, dang. Um, honestly, from watching like stuff, Brandon rakes up there. John Cruz is another one that really takes sure care is. of his. Uh, yeah his uh body you know and and stuff like that and heck you can't rule out rick clon i mean he's 99 years old and still hammering on <laughs> that on that is for... the proper bassin man yes yeah. mr clon yeah i mean rick clon i mean i can't believe that his back and stuff is still there i mean just from all the rough boat rides for 40 plus years you yeah. know i mean that stuff takes a toll 
and Tuck that leg underneath you. Yeah, and he can levitate too. He actually levitated yeah, he over Jay Ellis's bed. Jay he actually Ellis. taught David Blaine how to yeah. levitate. Yeah, he yeah. did street magic. Yes, he did yeah, yeah. street magic. Rick Klein did. But hey, you guys love Ronnie Moore, right? I love Ronnie Moore. He's a bass and angel, you know. Oh, yeah. And what's pretty cool is is popcorn over here. Ryan Whitaker gets to probe Ronnie Moore often. He's a lucky guy, um, and and he probes Ronnie often for information. And uh, and and we got some. Uh, we read your files. Uh, all three of you have some pretty stout, stout files. Stout, stout, Ryan. Stout. What, what do we got? Who should, who should we start with? Do you who, tell who me? Who wants to go These, first? Well, do you tell me? You guys, who wants to go first? Go, raise I'll your hand. First. Don't all raise your hand. Oh, Lee said. Well, oh, okay, Lee's first. Oh, all okay. Right. I don't. Know. All right, Lee. Uh, Lee, in your Bassmaster career, you fished 31 tournaments. You've got one win, obviously. We're talking about it. Uh, one classic. 27 checks out of 31 tournaments. Solid. Yeah. Those, those stats are a little bit uh, because we all get paid now. I know that. But <laughs> come on. Uh, but there's more, there's more I don't numbers think they coming. count that, though. I think that's. Oh, no, I missed, like, five bets this year. I'm not sure, but these other numbers will tell it. So Ryan. (laughs) Thanks, Ryan. 985 pounds of bass you've caught. You've won $292,039. That don't lie. And that comes out to $296 a pound. Each bass. Each bass. He is caught. One pound, $296. $296 bones a pound. That's a lot of uh, dipping branch money, buddy. And furthermore... Furthermore, yep. each tournament you fish, you're averaging $9,420. Mm, not too shabby, Lee. Per derb. Not too shabs. Not, not shabby not, at all. Not too shabs. Oh, what about old grinny Frank the Tank? Look how he's grinning over Frank there. The tank. Look how he's yeah, grinning. Yeah, yeah. Look at Frank grinning. I got a lot to be happy about, you, you sure know? Do. Heck, I got everything. I'm, I'm, I'm just a happy guy. Well, let me give you a little more to be happy about. <laughs> 25 <laughs> tournaments, one win. One classic, 22 checks, 699 pounds of bass, $245,548 in your career, and that's worth $351 a pound. $351. And you are averaging $9,821 per tournament. You hear that? Livesey, that's a lot of beer in Arby's. Yeah. Right. If you miss a tournament, you're losing about market. ten grand. Yeah, don't miss a derb. Don't miss derbs. Don't don't oversleep from a bacon hangover. Don't do it, champ. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What about old BMB? There we gotta move on to Brandon. What now. about him? What about the prodigy? Oh yeah, it's gonna be. This one took crazy. a minute. So 113 tournaments. You got five wins. You've been to nine classics. You've cashed 77 checks. You've caught four thousand. 54 pounds of bass, and you've won $1,426,527. And, and we got a tie here Whoa! with Frank. With 300, Frank? $351 a pound. Holy you guys are tied up. Frank, that's that right. Frank. But Brandon. I knew Brandon had something in common. <laughs> <laughs> See? What See? are the odds of that? It's, it's pretty solid. I didn't do any rounding, but it's still right there. <laughs> that's that's pretty But, amazing. Brandon, you are averaging $12,624 hey. per tournament. That's legit. 
That's legit. That's yeah. yeah. That's over the that's over the cut money of ten grand. That's I mean, right. Yeah. That's, that's right. Opens too, so that's stout. He did. Yep. That's really stout. amazing. Amazingly stout. Insane. Stout. Stout is the word for the night. Stout. Yes. Bassin yeah. stout. Yeah, yeah. Can we get Whitaker's stats, please? Can My please stats. Get Whitaker's stats. Nation champion Whitaker. Yeah. Stats, Whitaker's been kicking. Some I average. I average twenty six dollars a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it pay- keeps you going to the next so one. Yeah, it does, show. man. Hey, we I'm fishing we, the poor man's dream over here. All I'm saying is that we hope that someday Ryan will fish the opens and eventually join you guys on the elites. The plan is next year. Yes, the, the, good. Yes, cool. halfway there. Ryan Whitaker is halfway there. He's living on a prayer, just like Bon Jovi. All right. <laughs> hey, it would be uh, an injustice. I know you guys are going to go to the office, but let's play rapid fire game show real quick. We're going to ask you guys questions about the lakes you want on, and then uh, we're out of here. Two questions each. Are you ready? Ready. Uh, uh, g- give me a beat, Ginge, like a Janet Jackson one. Ah, yes. Here we go. It's time. For the Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television Glorified Version of a Bass Fish and Talk Show Game Show. Lee Livesey, we're going with you first uh, for a little uh, Chickamauga magic. Okay? Are you ready? Ready. Are you ready? So, we surveyed 576 bass fishing pros who get 10% off everything. <laughs> who catches more fish on Chickamauga? Andy Morgan or John Cox? Andy Morgan. Andy Morgan. And the answer is Andy. Uh, Andy, the producer, who's the answer? It's Andy Morgan. Okay. That is correct. Close. Very close. Very, very close uh, second. Very close. Yes, very close. So, uh, Lee, I'm sure you have this information at hand. So, this is a multiple choice question on Lake Chickamauga. Full pool is con- full pool. Full pool. Full pool. Full paw. Full pool is considered. Um, how many feet over sea level? Is it 1,682, 168, or 682? <laughs> I'm going with C. I have no idea. No, okay, so he got it right. That's correct. G- g- very good. 682. That, so far, you are our game 203 show. meters. Yeah, that's a two for twos. That's 206 a, meters. That's a, yeah. <laughs> Do that one again. Do the guitar again, Ginge. Rufus. Yeah. Okay, do it again one more time. They want to go to bed. I know. All right. Sorry. All right. Um, uh, Frank, are you ready? Yes, sir. Okay. Here's some uh, Gunnersville magic. In 2006, uh, this guy won uh, a derb on Gunnersville in the uh, inaugural uh, uh, Elite Series year. And what did he yell, Ryan? What did he yell? Fry garter, baby. Fry Fry garter on the French fry. Fry garter on the French fry. Who won that derb? Gunnersville, 2006. Iconelli. That's Mike Iconelli. You're, that a, is you're correct. a fan of the sport. You're a student of the sport, and I love that about you, Frank. I love that about <laughs> you. Um, in the uh, in the 2000, sorry, in the 1976 Bassmaster Classic on Lake Gunnersville, um, Rick Clun won that event. Did he won win twenty five thousand, twelve thousand, or ten thousand five hundred dollars, Frank? Uh, Seventy six. We're gonna go with twelve thousand thousand dollars and that is incorrect incorrect the answer is twenty five thousand dollars so far that was half of the payout for that tournament half the twenty five thousand for a classic yeah so uh lee let's see so far is the leader brandon palanick you gotta go uh you gotta double down 
You see what I'm saying? That's Miss Pac-Man. Oh gosh. Did you did yeah, you yeah, hear yeah, that? Yeah. She's got a bow. You got you got to double down. Okay. This famous historical bass fishing figure allegedly loves the smell of wafting beef Uh-oh. and was Please also stop. a um guide on uh Santee Cooper. Brandon, who's the angler? Brandon? Is he frozen? He's pretending he's frozen. What? Like I missed the question. I'm oh. freezing up. Oh, you, did he Cartman me? He totally, he he totally Cartman me. Yeah. Nah. Nah. What was the question? Um, the question is, this uh, historical legendary angler allegedly loves the smell of wafting beef and was a guide on Santa Cooper. God, I have. Okay, give him a buzz sound. Not Orlando. Oh, yeah, it's Roland Martin. It's Roland Martin. Anywhere there's water. No, he'll be there. Roland Roland Martin was a guide on Santee. He sure was. Not a lot of people know it, but Frank Talley knows it. And also, um, uh, here's the next question, Brandon. The terms, uh, the original terms for flipping were what? And they originated on, on, on Santee Cooper. The original terms for flipping were what? A lot of people think it's a California thing, but what were the original terms for flipping? Daily double, this will make you... Tree shooting. I don't know. Tree tree shooting is wrong. Uh, It is uh, jigger pulling and doodle socking. Uh, Lee Livesey, you are our straight cast champion. (laughs) Yes, a true champion. A true champion does spend his time at the Dippin' Branch. Ask us what you won. What did you win, Lee? Nothing. <laughs> no, you're the champion. You're champ. Cold ultra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pride. Hey, you won pride. That's guys. That's um, priceless. Thank you so much, Lee. Thank you so much, Frank, and thank you so much, Brandon, um, for for coming on the show and and having fun with us because we had fun with you. Thank you for having us. I appreciate it. And right. Good luck tomorrow. We'll see you at Lake Fork in a couple of weeks. Uh-huh. All right, Frank. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yes, Lee, Lee lives say. Sounds good. Brandon Palinick, Frank Talley. Yes, sir. Yes, Bass Galaxy. Give it up for your champions. Those are your champions. Peace, guys. Good Best luck tomorrow, you. guys. Hey, Frank. Hey, Frank, you want to stick around a minute? We'll let those guys go. You want to hang out with us for a minute? Sure. All sure. Right. Cool. Sure. Yeah, Let's cool. This. All right. Hey, we're kicking you guys out. Go to the office. Awesome. <laughs> Brent, dude, that hey, that was pretty cool, right, Frank? Yes, it was. It, I loved it. It's enjoyable. Yes, sir. Man, I like having you on. We uh, we got to have you on another time and just hang out, you know? Just, Heck yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we'll that'd just, be awesome. We'll, Enjoy it. We'll just chill out. I, I want to ask you a couple things real quick. I just want to... I just want to to get down to, to business with you a little bit and get to know you a little bit better. But like, I mean, is, your deal is, is what, like what do you consider yourself as a bass fisherman? Like I consider myself a winder. I like to wind and, and, and flip fast. Like, what do you, what do you like to do? Yeah. The same thing. Power fisherman. Okay. I like to fish anywhere from eight or 10 foot of water down to, you know, uh, ankle deep water. You know, I'm just, I'm not a very big, you know, I'll, I'll slow down and pitch and flip a little bit, no doubt. But most of everything I do, I like to wind, no doubt, you know, whether it's a, a, a vibrating jig, a square bill, spinner bait, you know, an angler's asset spinner bait. That's, 
um, a big thing, top water, that type of stuff, swim jigging. You know, I'm just more of just a shallow water power fisherman. I can catch them. I can find them and catch them deep. No problem. I, I have a comfort zone there. But, you know, if you ask me what my favorite is, that would be fishing shallow wood with a spinner bait. No doubt. Wow. OK. Nice. I like that you said the spinner bait there. And yeah. uh, and I would pick a square bill, a wood square bill for shallow wood. I love that kind of stuff. And you, oh, you, know, yeah. you know what's a cool bite, Frank? And, and, and go ahead and argue with me. But you know how, like, especially in those cold months when you're like you're winding a plug like let's say like a like a you know like a like a even one of your strike king 1.5s or a or, or a strike king uh, a flat side or that 1.0 is a great cold water crank Dude. but you know how you do that little pull and wind with a crankbait pull and wind you know that jig bite on a crankbait do, do you know what I'm talking about Frank when you're throwing a crank but you actually feel that thump on the slack line Mm-hmm. Dude, I mm-hmm. love that. I love that. <laughs> oh, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. No <laughs> doubt. I had one bite it at us, uh, Chickamauga, uh, just last week on that Thunder Cricket. He literally like was coming to the boat when he hit it. He thumped it just like you said. Felt like just like a jig bite. One thud, and then the line went totally slack. And I reeled up as fast as I could and and, and swung into him and and ended up catching him. He wasn't big. He was just a two pounder. But the point, it was fun. Just let that watch that line. You know, feel that thump and the line just go totally slack. I'm like, oh yeah, dude. It's what it go. does to our sensors. Yeah. I mean, that's what it, it what it is. Yeah. Like that bite <laughs> and what it does to us as anglers. Like you said, hey the man, old push bite. Right. It was a two or whatever. But like in yeah. your mind, that was old bigs because you felt thump. You know what I mean? Oh. Dude, yes, sir. You, yes, sir. It's real, amazing. Real, 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 real. I want to get. I want to ask you about this chatter chicken real quick. Um, so, talking about bites on it, I find that most of the time when I feel a bite on a chatter bait, that I might not necessarily hook up with the fish. When it, it seems like the majority of the time, and I throw a chatter bait on a glass rod. In, in the majority mm-hmm. of the time that, that I, I'm winding it and they just load up on me, you kind of feel a little push, and then they load up, okay? And and you pretty much, you got every one of those fish. When yeah. that happens, you got every one of them. Now, the one with that jig thump chatter chicken bite, those are the ones I lose. And it could be because of what you just said. It's more like a slack bite and they run at you a minute. Do, do, do you think that's what it is, or do you do you find the same scenario I do, Frank? Oh, definitely. The, you know, 90, 90% of the bites I get on a, uh, on a, uh, chatter wagon is <laughs> a, uh, that we'll use Polynix deal, but yeah, uh, sure. is I do get is where it just loads up and gets, and just gets heavy and you just, yeah. you know, swing into them and you hook up, like you said, every time when you feel that thump sometimes, or, you know, just knocking the rod, so to speak out of your hand, you know, just hit it so hard very rarely do I hook up with it. What I think they do is I think they come up and they hit it with their mouth closed. In other words, they bump it with the top of their head, you know, just come at it, hit it, but yet don't have really any intention of eating it. They just want to get it out of their area, you know, so to speak. So when you, the harder the bite on a, on a uh, vibrating jig necessarily, it's like you said, you kind of hit it right on the head. You, you necessarily hook up only about 50% of the time on a hard bite, but when it's a soft bite, a load up bite, you hook them every time with it. That's no the deal. Is there anything I can do to, to hook up more on that, on that knock bite? Like, I mean, because I kind of don't, I don't jack them. I still 
like kind of wait and, and reel into them, you know, and then, and, and, but I, it's like, what, is there something I can do to, to maybe hook some more of those fish? Well, one of the, one of the things is, is, and you're kind of at a catch 22, Pat, because I mean, you might, you know, even slow it down a little more and to try to get them to when they do, you know, commit to it, they'll actually eat it instead of just bump it. And that could, could help. But in the same sense, they might not even look at it twice if it's not coming at the right speed. I mean, I throw my, I throw my, uh, um, vibrating jig on, um, one particular gate, uh, speed reel. And that's a six, eight to one. I don't, I don't run a five, uh, speed as eight, seven speed or an eight gear ratio reel. I run it on a six, eight to one, whether I'm throwing and 95% of the time I throw a half ounce. And if I want it to ride higher in the water column or lower in the water column, I dictate by my rod position. Like I'll sit it at 10 o'clock to run it, uh, within two foot of the surface on a half ounce or I'll put my rod medium to run it within like three and a half foot of the surface. And then I'll put my rod tip just by the water. Like if you're cranking um, to get it down to like five foot, I run throw 17 pound tests exclusively and I don't go to 20 and I don't run 15, 17. And you guys have seen me on TV. I boat flip five and six pounders yeah, all the do. time on 17. 17. No problem. Yeah, you do. You know, so. The, uh, um, I love this conversation. Yeah. And, and you throw, that. you throw that, um, the uh the blade and then you throw the uh the boot tail one the strike king boot tail one on the back or what is it called rage swimmer or something rage swimmer rage swimmer yes, and then the blade now oh oh i talk speaking of the blade i talked to uh to aaron the other day him and leslie called and he's feeling really good he's actually coming on next good. week yeah he's com- he's coming on next week and he actually told me get this strike king frank tally that aaron turned kvd onto the blade trailer the Strike King Blade trailer. Now, because really? Aaron won that event on it. You know and what Aaron that thing is, does? Yeah, right, like right. Aaron is like a pioneer of, you know, he is the uh, uh, chemist of bass fishing, you know, the rocket scientist, so to speak. He, me and him actually um, fished together or fished against each other on the West Coast back in California, back in the late 80s, early 90s, before I moved to Texas. And then he moved to Alabama, but you know, he was, he was, uh, he's two years older than I am. And he is a, I mean, that dude is a true, you know, status, statistician isn't the right word, just a true, like dive into bass fishing and how knots work, how lines diameter makes a big deal. You know, uh, the amount of line on your spool for your gear ratios to run exactly what they're supposed to be. He's just that technical of a guy. And that's why he's been so dominant and so uh, successful in his career. I mean, you know, he's got three angle of the year titles. I mean, you don't do (laughs) that. You don't do that just being a, uh, a drop shotter, as everybody yeah, thinks of which it. Yeah, which no, is not no. at all. No. Ryan, I'm sorry. I, 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 I stopped. What was your observation? No, no, her? that blade that blade minnow. Yes. That I was doing a lot of experimenting, actually, just last week with that thing in, like, four different trailers. And I noticed that when you, when you do that pull with the rod tip, that fast pull when you're pulling that chatterbait with the blade, that thing makes it hunt when you pull it. And, and it goes up to the side. You know what? That's what Aaron It'll go to the Aaron side. Martin it'll go to the left or the right. And, and Aaron and with throws other ones it. that doesn't do Jens, that. do I need to know something? They want to know what rod he's throwing. Oh, I got you. Thank you. What what rod are you throwing your chatter chicken on? 
Your I throw mine on a 7.3, lose 7.3 uh, Magnum Hammer is what it's called. And what it's a medium heavy. It's classified as a medium heavy on the blank, but it's more like a uh, a little bit on the medium side. Okay. The reason why I use a 7.3 so I can throw that that um, Thunder Cricket, you know, way out there. And But what it has, it has a real fast, soft tip. So it loads up good like a glass rod like Pat likes to throw, but yet – it goes in after about two foot of the tip, two and a half foot. It goes straight into backbone. So on a long cast, you can still penetrate the, you know, that hook into the fish's mouth from, a, you know, a 40 or 50 yard cast at the end of the cast. But yeah, seven, three. And now when I do, I will throw a, a, a seven foot occasionally if I'm like throwing around targets, like if I'm trying to, you know, throw into little pockets of hydrilla and stuff like that, just roll casting 10 or 15 feet out in front of me, then I will go to a seven foot rod, gotcha. but the same action, you know? Hmm. Yeah, man. I, I, and I, and I, and I like what you said about that, how the rod loads up in the, in the action of it. Cause a lot of people overlook that and slow. Yeah. And, and as, as, as simple as it may sound, um, you know, I see a lot of guys that'll get in my boat and they'll, they'll have like a, a real stiff graphite rod with a chatterbait. And I'm like, all right, you're gonna land some of them. You're you're gonna, you're gonna land you're some. You're gonna of jump them. a few big ones yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, but you're yeah. gonna hurt yourself too. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna hurt yourself a, a, a little bit, man. Hey, but Frank, how, how old are you, man? How how old are you? I'm 45. I, I'm 45. I'll be 46 next month in November. Um, you know, I'm just man. I'm the uh, I. I Age-wise, 45 is like, you know, they say that's about your your prime and 40 to 45 in bass fishing. But you know what? I feel great. I'm a big guy. I've always been a big guy. So, you know, I've learned how to carry myself and my weight and stuff like that. Hell you yeah. know, I fluctuate here and there, but I don't have any aches or pains. Now, don't get me wrong, a little bit of lower back pain every now and then, but that's just, I mean, 45 years old, working in factories a lot my whole life, and then also just boat rides, you know, yeah. fishing sure. oh, and God, fishing. Yeah. God. You know, so, but other than that, I, I feel great. I feel like I'm 30 still. Nice. So, I mean, there's no reason I just don't go keep going out there and, uh, and trying to keep up with these younger guys, you know, who's the, who's the dude that like, who, who got you into fishing? Who was it? Your, your pops or your grandpa? Yeah. My pops, my pops is like, was like big time into bass fishing when I was, uh, you know, like early seventies and I was born in 74 being 45. And so, okay. Uh, you know, he got me into it. And then from there I fished with my brother after my, uh, my, uh, me and my pops, we, I moved to Texas and then he moved to Georgia. Uh, then me and my brother, we fished team tournaments for 20 years here. And, you know, he's, uh, he's been real inspirational to me and he's 10 years older than I am. And, um, so he took me under his wing, basically, you know, he was 20, I was 10. So, he took me a lot fishing too and stuff, but me and my brother are still real close and we talk all the time and, you know, but he's, he's one of those guys that could have made it as a professional too. Uh, you know, I've heard stories about Randy Van Dam, you know, Kevin's brother being, they say as good as him, if not better, you know? And, uh, and so my brother was that way. My brother was as a good a fisherman as I am or better. And he just didn't have the opportunity or the break that, you know, I got, you know, so, but we still still fish as much as we can together, and nice. and now I take my son and my nephew, his boy, and we try to just get out there as a family as much as possible. That's awesome. and that's what it's about too, dude. And 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 your dad getting you into fishing. I want I want to 
I'm leading into something here, and you'll see in a minute. But, like, I really got into um, – my grandpa is the one that got me in, into fishing. But – Okay. Um, and he was my he was my neighbor before he was my grandpa. And I don't want to get into the long story, but he was my neighbor that fished before he was my grandpa. And okay. my grandpa that had passed away when I was one years old had left um, a bunch of cool stuff. And um, uh, one of the things is the ruby ring I, I never take off. And, and another one was, was a tackle box. And, um, and I remember as a child going through Grandpa Renwick's tackle box. And, uh, and that's what was like, because it was like toys, dude. You know, it was like. Holy sure. cow, man, this is badass. Now, now, mind you, that tackle box was like late 50s, early 60s stuff. So it smelled funky. It made your fingers weird colors. Um, and they were baits that I probably didn't throw much of except the spinners, you know. But I like to clean them and, and look at them. You know what I mean? And eventually, uh, Grandpa Paul, neighbor Paul, became my my, my fishing mentor, and, and, and we we got we got things going. But I want to ask you. I, I, sorry, I went off on a tangent. Uh, but um, what was what was that tackle box like to you? What was Dad's tackle box like, Frank? Oh, it was. Uh oh, he Cartman. Frank, blink three times if you're okay. <laughs> uh oh we lost frank oh no oh dang it i want to hear about his tackle box yeah, one bad wait there you are are We're you back, back frank back. Yeah. yeah i'm i'm back okay. i'm back it it cut out for a minute but i'm back with you okay good <laughs> can you did you get the question can you tell us about pop's tackle box and the magic of it yes it's like you know i'd open that thing up and i'd like organize the 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 worms back then it was man's jelly worm yeah, you know bud. it was real yeah. popular and and the Hellbender was real popular, you know, the the crank with the little spinner on the back and a big O, you know, that type of stuff in the 70s. And so it's like, oh, yeah, I'd get it out and I'd, I'd sit there and organize and stuff and put all the worms straight and that type of thing. And we actually had his funny story is we had a pet raccoon uh, oh growing goodness. up and, and I left the damn uh plastics out one day and the damn raccoon ate all the dang grape jelly worms, oh, you know. They do that man. to me. They, huh? they do that to me too. They terrorize me. Raccoons terrorize me. In fact, they speaking of man's worms, they found a man's hard-nosed snake. Ryan says it's that was his, mine. Yeah. But I, I ain't thrown the dang thing since '76. It was mine from two years ago. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know where those rakins get all that crap. But uh, but yeah, man. Um, it's magical, aren't they? Aren't they, Frank? Yes. Aren't tackle boxes magical? And, oh, um, they're magical. Even even if I was at your house and you had a tackle box, I'd be wanting to go snooping through it. You yeah, know, dude. I mean, yeah. just like that and, way. And and I'll yeah. tell you what, man. Like it's pretty cool for a bass fishing uh, non professional as myself, talk show host. When I get to go to like guys' house like yours, or like when I go hang out at Iconelli's, man. I go ham in their tackle boxes. Like, I'm looking through all their stuff. I go to Fighter's house, I'm looking through all his stuff. You know, I go to Robertson's, I'm looking through his stuff. You know what I mean? Um, oh, definitely. That's, like, the thing. That, like, gets me – yeah, that's my my Jonesy, you know what I mean? I just jones on that stuff because I'm like, you know, I like to see what you're throwing, what so-and-so's throwing. You know, I mean, that's just cool stuff because sometimes you see stuff that, man, I didn't know ever existed or yeah. – 
oh man, I remember that. I forgot all about that. That works good, you know, and kind of deal. So yeah, dude. Yeah, I love jumping in people's boats and just seeing how they got some stuff organized. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a good oh, idea. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then you go back to your boat. And you're like, my organization sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, look at this guy. So, Frank, we have a, um, a sponsor on the show, and it's Mystery Tackle Box. And you probably heard a heard, heard it's a, by a little company called Catchco. And uh, mm-hmm. and and every month we get a a mystery tackle box. And and uh, and and I'll tell you what, I'll be honest, I didn't know what to think of it at first. Um, but what struck me was like it kind of gave me that feeling again, you know. And um and I, and every month I get to get this uh this uh Chicago gangster switchblade right here <laughs> and uh and I get to open a mystery tackle box and and um and the first one is oh look what's in here this is from the young Frankenstein movie but I don't know if we could talk about this Ooh. one yet yeah. we, let's save this one for last yeah yeah but but um Andy what's my camera I always forget I have short term memory loss the the uh which one okay so, Frank, I am going to randomly pull a bait out here. Um, it doesn't matter the brand, um, but I, I ironically uh, pulled our buddy's uh, thing out of here. Well, that sounded weird. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, this is a X-Zone drop shot bait. Okay. Is that look a what, slammer? Look what happened to be in here. Is that what they're called? I don't have my glasses. Is it a sl- I, I, uh, can I toss it to you here? Frisbee. That's the bait. Am I holding it to the right cam, Ginge? Yeah. Okay, and you see it, Frank? Yes, I see okay. it. I'm tossing. Oh, kaboom! Yeah, didn't even knock the whiskey over. Oh yeah, that's the that's the uh, 3.25 finesse slammer. The 3.25 sl- finesse uh, Exxon slammer. That's a very popular smallmouth bait. Okay, yeah. there it is. So I mean, you you wouldn't be afraid to to throw that a little bit. I mean, uh, any type oh. of a little drop yeah. shot and come bait. up north. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty strong. Now, uh, what's your uh, what's your favorite? Uh, um, uh, Strike King flip jig. Like, what's your flip jig of choice? Uh, it right now it's the actually the Hack Attack uh, uh, floral flipping jig, heavy cover floral flipping jig. Oh, they yeah. use the floral line. You know, it's got a small, a slightly smaller gauge hook on it, but still stout enough. You're not going to bend it out on a yep. on a 25 pound hook set. You know, 25 pound test hook set. And so. I like the flat eye on it too. The, yes. As opposed to the other hack attack jig, which is good, but the the hack attack fluorocarbon reminds me more of of and tell me if you know this jig, the old gambler ninja jig. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I know the old gambler ninja jig and like the other, you know, the Odom's jig is real yeah. popular too. It you know same, the, same uh, kind of deal, similar to that. And and this is one of those Guggen jigs. This is Guggen. It's jigs. a Guggen jig. Say Guggen in a Chicago accent. Guggen. They're the Guggen. They're the Guggens, Frank the Tank. You know Guggen. what I mean? The Guggens. The, um, so this this is a, um, a very, and again, I should have glasses on. Oh, wait, I do. Is I that the juice jig? It's the, uh, it's the, uh, it's the uh, gridiron. So this is oh. the football one. But football. It's, yeah, because get it? Gridiron. Ditka. Bears, Googan jig, <laughs> mystery tackle box. Sayers, day bears, bears. Now, uh, this is something that uh, that our buddy uh, um, Lee uh, Livesey might uh, been throwing if it had uh, yellow in there too, and that's a yellow or it's an all white spinner bug. Oh yeah, an all white oh, spinner yeah. bug. Now, now, uh, now Lee would have the sh- the shark and white, <laughs> right? I thought Frank yeah. had the shark. Was that Frank or Lee? 
No, Lee's got that tied on tomorrow, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I missed that. Lee's got that tied on tomorrow. Okay. And there's all kinds of good stuff in here, Uh, last but not least. But I want to show you something pretty cool that I thought was a good concept. So what I think that Strike King should do with this, uh, to correlate with you, Frank the Tank, and your your fondness of coffee, is um, see how um, the, the people at Liquid Mayhem... Mayhem. Um, they have this. Uh, it's kind of like a, a, a kitectual uh, seduction or a rage swimmer or a um, Berkeley swammer or, or over there. Uh, but what they do, Frank, is they give you a little bit of liquid mayhem with it. So Ooh. what I'm thinking, what Strike King needs to do with the rage swimmer is give a complimentary pound of coffee scent. Yeah, a little Folger pack yeah, in there? Yeah, a, a one-pound yeah. Strike King coffee-flavored scent in everything uh, for, to celebrate Frank the Tank's victory, right? Hey, that's not, that's not, that isn't a half-bad idea. I know they have a you know, coffee scent. I, didn't, I use it, you know, meaning in a spray, no doubt. Yeah, so, so Mark Copley. You ever just spray that right in your mouth? Yeah, spray it in your mouth. Yeah, yeah that's what, that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what they, yeah. Hey, so if, if Mark Copley... Mark Copley, get the gosh dang guy a signature series pound of coffee, Strike King scented stuff. You know, get it. Yes. Get, come on, Copley, I'm giving you ideas. You know what I mean? He's criming. Yeah. Instant coffee pack. He's so lazy sometimes, that Mark Copley. You know what I mean? <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But hey, he's, he's a good dude, no doubt. But yeah, Mark, if you're listening, Return my email, please. Yeah, exactly. And give the guy a raise, Copley, for crying out loud. <laughs> hey, uh, Frank, thanks for hanging out extra with us, dude. Hey, I really appreciate it, Pat. And thank you, Andy and, and Dan. You know, I just want to say thank you to everybody. I appreciate the support, and I really do, you know, appreciate coming on here. It's If it wasn't for you guys and the fans out there, then, you know, we wouldn't have a sport to really – thrive in so you know thanks again i appreciate it anytime you ever need anything just holler yeah a- absolutely like we got about uh, i need about 10k you got about 10 can you write me a check? yeah i got 10k let me honey <laughs> get <this> <laughs> <day>. <laughs> tell her cousin get eddie from, tell her cousin eddie from vacation needs 10k best of luck to you at the tejas fest over there and, uh, right. and many more victories. Look forward to having you on again, buddy. Congratulations. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Frank Talley right there. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Ginge, what are we doing? Do we need to take a break or you just want to wind it up? Is that what we're doing? We're done. Let's wind it up. We got a uh, we got a 50. Oh, it's got a winder. A $50. TH Marine 45 anniversary uh, gift card for 50 bucks. Did you know that's a... Uh... Hold on. Hold on. I'm doing, uh, I'm doing, uh, what's this movie? Uma. What's this? Yes. Pulp. Pulp Fiction stuff right now. Doing this. Doing this thing with my eyes and my fingers. That was true. If you're listening on iTunes, don't forget you can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a hateful review. I love them. Um, but the, uh, the thing, people don't realize that they can't insult me. That's what I love. (laughs) Um, so anyway, uh, we got a prize winner. And this is for 50 bucks. Compliments of TH Marine's. And uh, ironically, TH Marine, nice. I like your mu- your mustache fondle there, Raleigh fingers, Whitaker. It's getting in my mouth there. Uh, and uh, sprayed in your mouth. <laughs> the the deal with this TH Marine thing is uh, right now they're actually having one hundred dollars up to one hundred dollars off of a Hydrowave. 
I like I like bumping shad sounds so much. I got three hydro waves in my Bring crest to the liner. surface. Dude, yeah. I got three hydro waves bumping bumping shad sounds all the time. Bumping crawdad cr- clicking in my vote. Yeah, three of them. So uh, JP, hi, did you put him through the randomizer? Yes, sir. Okay. So who won randomly? His name is Sean Forrest. Sean, Sean Forrest. Forrest. Sean of the Forest. Sean of the Forest. I bequeath you a $50 TH Marine Supplies gift card. All you have to do, Sean of the Forest, is, um, what does he do? He uh, direct messages Jake Haas to the Straycast Facebook page. And Kate uh, will get your name, or Jake will get your name to Kate, and then Kate gets it to Shanna, and then Shanna gets it back to Kate, and then Kate gets it to Jake, and then Jake gets it to um, uh, to you, uh, Forest Man. Over to the president. Over to the, the Forest back. Man. Simple as that. 45 years, TH Marine supplies. 45 years, TH Marine. Just a little song I made up right there. That's a good jingle. Thanks. I like that. So uh, thank you, Bass Galaxy, for gathering with me on this uh, thin raft of life that you share with all of us here in the Bass Galaxy. It's a a beauty. It's a beauty, and it's lovely, lovely and beautiful to be here with you on Wednesday evenings. Right, JP? Yeah. Right, JP? Yeah. Right, right, Andrew Ellenberger? Yo. Right, Ryan Leviticus numbers? Correct. Fingers? By the way, Calsag Bass Anglers Championship. Friday and Saturday. So, Ryan, how much money will you be winning on um, the, so Saturday? I said I averaged $26 a tournament. Okay, 26 so. But no, for real, how much but is yeah, the prize is on this? 4200 bucks for first. 4200 for second. Okay. 1000 for third. Okay. And then uh, a whole bunch of other stuff, too. Side pots, so all the... But Friday or Saturday's weigh-in, 415. Alicep boat ramp. Yeah. Come by. There's going to be beers and pizza. And I'll be uh, tomorrow. I'll be at Tim Rosala's spot. That's right. Yes. So yeah, if, yeah. if anybody wants to know, I'll be at Tim Rosala's uh, spot. That's his spot. That's his spot. I'll be there yeah, tomorrow yeah. Um, yeah. with a famous uh, fisherman. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, really? Yes. Uh, so uh, look us up. At Is Tim. it rolling? Is rolling coming? He likes this the waft of beef. <laughs> There's a lot of wafting going around that There's area, a lot of but it's not beef. of beef in that area. Andy, <laughs> great job tonight. JP, great job tonight. Ryan Popcorn Whitaker, great job tonight. I was here. Lee, Frank, Brandon, great job tonight. How many Good job, cha- Pat. How many, thanks. How many uh, Tin Cup Whiskey Champion words did we oh have? Oh, my God. There was, was it, a, there was was it crazy? Yeah, yeah, a couple dozen. Yeah. Did they drink responsibly? I didn't. I will bet no one could possibly guess what I have in this cup. There is no possible way I bet you I that guess. anyone in this Bass Galaxy can guess what I am drinking in this cup. Is it melted jelly beans from the microwave? No, but that would be delicious. <laughs> the, um, no one can guess. If you guess, um, I'm going to give you a rod and reel. I'm going to do it. What's your favorite color of black jelly bean? My favorite color, color of black jelly bean? Yeah. Orange. Right, right. And then that's the right black answer. ones, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'll give you a rod and reel if you can guess what I'm drinking in this cup. And go ahead. I mean, guess. Like, now. N- nothing. You, you, you can guess now. You can guess. You could send us a message. Um, you could send us smoke signals. But you will never, ever, 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 in a million years, ever guess what I am drinking in this cup. You'll Sanka? never know. Is you people Sanka? will never know what I'm drinking.
It's just, uh, it's just soda. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to StrayCast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!